Coming soon to a theater near you. Yo, 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 this is episode seven of the Real Talk, well, excuse me, Real Ones podcast with myself, Mr. Marin, and my man, 150 Grand, Dirk, the RB3. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? It's been busy this week. Yeah, 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 sure is. It's, it's, a, it's a busy week. We got, we got a lot we're trying to cram in, you know, personal life, content-wise, we got a lot we're doing. Let me ask you something. Uh, what was the last time you saw a Richard Dreyfuss film? Richard, man, wow, that's a deep cut. I mean, I haven't seen a Richard Dreyfuss film. Yeah, so it's safe to say he's irrelevant, right? <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so with that said, uh, Richard Dreyfuss just made the news recently. He was very, very upset with the diver- the push for diversity in the academy. What he said that uh, it makes him sick to his stomach the fact that they're forcing you know forcing certain things like you know forcing you know more diversity. Uh, for for them to consider more more films or other people, he even brought up how uh, I believe it was Sir Lawrence Olivier, who was in Othello. He played a black man. He's like, so you can't tell me I can't play a black man. What, Rich? Yo, what? yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I like some of the Richard Dreyfuss movies. You yeah, know you know Jaws. He, yeah, Jaws. Um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind yeah, is actually one yeah. of my favorite movies too. Um, he's good, but I, you know what? Like, yeah, he ain't that talented. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, old white men. You know how that go, man. Old white men. They just, you know, that get off my lawn mentality. Yeah, you know he, in his Jack Nicholson mode. You know, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. You said something? Jack Nicholson says something. That's my man, Jack Nicholson. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Jack Nicholson. I'm sorry. Um, not Jack Nicholson. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Oh yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, bad, I, I don't bad, watch basketball. Because Black Lives Matter. He, he said, I made jokes with my grandkids. You know, equal opportunity goes for a layup. Equal opportunity passes to justice. Like, yo, what's up with, like, these white folks? Back in the day, they were very progressive, hippies, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And they just get old and they turn into, you know, they turn to Republicans, basically. Right, right. You right, know what I'm saying? Conservative. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what was going on. That was just fresh in my mind on the, on the ride here. I was just like, I couldn't believe... He said that shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I think the one thing that like Trump really did, he just ripped the band-aid off for a lot yes. of people. You know, when some people yes. probably thought like these things in quiet, yeah. now just they're just ready to say it out loud. So Yeah. And <laughs> there's know. nothing wrong with diversity. I'm sorry of the of the of the white man constantly having to say, having his finger on the button with everything right. that's a go in Hollywood and so on and so forth. You know? Think about all the films, like this could have been nominated. You know, I was watching a little bit of blues the other day and I'm like, this could have been nominated for like our oh. best original score or something. Oh, like for that. sure. Den- you know? Denzel uh should yeah. have been nominated yeah. for that performance. There's a lot of performances that Denzel should have been nominated for. Oh. A lot. Spike should have been nominated for a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm oh. saying? Mm-hmm. But of course because, you know, when somebody else is calling the shots you can't do that. So shout out to the Academy getting a little bit more diverse. You know, things is happening, things shaking the table, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? A little bit, a little by a little. A little bit. We still got some issues. We still got some issues, but we're working it out. We are working it out. But today is a very special episode. Today we are going to, for one, June is Black Music Month. Mm. And also this summer in August, we're, we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop's birth. Hip hop was born in the Bricky Down Bronx, and what do you know? We got somebody that was there for the the birth of hip hop. So I want y'all to give a shout out. I was sorry, give a shout out, give a hand to my man. This is this guy is very important to me because he helped raise me. I told the story about him. Matter of fact, we gonna confirm that story right now. But I told that story about him when we went to go see Space Jam. He he was fronting like he had Space Jam Jordan Elevens, and he did not, folks. <laughs> he had Concord Elevens that he died the upper. 
return to Space Jam. Genius. George Peters. George. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's good, man? <laughs> so so can, can you please I, go, go ahead. George, I can't believe that you actually outed me on those, <laughs> on those Concord 11s, B. <laughs> you tell when people, you're like, yo, I, I, I remember, I'll never forget that. We was on an escalator coming down, and some dude pointed him out. He's like, yo, he got the yep. he got the Jordans on. He was like, yeah, you know my man from Nike, you know, he hooked three up. I was like, what? <laughs> like, get out of here. You remember <laughs> that. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. But, George, now you are a sneakerhead. You know, you, you I see you on, on social media. I see you on Instagram. You bubbling on it. I'm like, wow, George got more clout than me. This is crazy because he's <laughs> oh, an old head. This is crazy. But <laughs> you are also a hip-hop enthusiast. Again, you were, you were there in the South Bronx when hip-hop started. Oh, yeah. Can you please paint the picture for folks and tell folks, I, I know this is, this is layered. This is not an easy, this is not something you can yeah. do easily. But please let people know, what was it like? seeing the growth of hip-hop. You was there. So can you please describe that? But, but you know, let me tell you, it, you know, hip-hop was born the year of my birth, which is 1972, mm-hmm. with, um, with uh, 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 Cool Herc and his, um, and his famous uh, parties on Cedric Avenue. You know where Cedric Avenue is, up there by Fordham Road, where we used to live at. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the birth the progression from there, from 1972, and you could imagine 1972, right? It's right after civil rights movement and all these different things like that. Black people are coming into their own. They're trying to figure out, you know, different moods, different motions. And, you know, music is a big part of our culture. So, you know, it just so happens that he came up with this thing of scratching and mixing records and just playing break beats from records and different things like that. And it kind of grew from there. And you can imagine from 72 to 82. Now, 82 is when I really got into the game. It's like, you know, you got Run DMC and all these, and, and, and The Message, and Grandmaster Flash and The Furious Five, and, and uh, The Sugar Hill Gang, and all these different songs coming out. And when, you, when we first heard those songs, like in the street, it was like, what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you know how you get one of those mind blowing moments. Like if you ever seen the first time Michael Jordan dunked a basketball, it was that type of feeling. Mm-hmm. It's like you sit there and you like, you know, this is like amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you get into to the street part of it, it was like, you know, the Bronx back then was great. And this is really where the first, the really real first places that you were hearing hip hop. And, you know, the Bronx streets were gritty. People were on drugs. There was all these different things going on. But at the same time, it was like the birth of this new and exciting thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody wanted in on it. And it was like the whole city was like in an uproar about it. Like Queens. You got people from Harlem. You got people from Manhattan. You got people from Brooklyn. And, and also, you, you know, sorry to cut you off, George, but like for those yeah, who yeah, don't yeah. know, you know, those who don't know, like each borough is its own world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's New yeah. York, but each of the five yeah. boroughs is like it's totally different codes they live mm. by. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I don't know yeah. about out here RB with LA, but like in the Bronx, like we look at, you know, we you know, Bronx and Brooklyn cats look at each other like like kind of crazy, like you know what I'm saying? Cause it they like they live by different codes. So it's like, yo, Bronx dudes be doing this. Oh, they dirty in the Bronx. They be robbing or or they be like well, Brooklyn, right. Brooklyn, they be hustling people. Don't don't be around no Brooklyn mom. You know, they be mm, hustling out. Queens, right. you know, they got their own thing in Manhattan, you know, that's where the money is getting made. So you know what I'm saying? But 
Mm-hmm. But not only that, on, on, on top of that, back then, and even a little bit right now, people from the Bronx never went to Brooklyn. Yep. And people from Brooklyn never came to the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And people from Manhattan never went to Queens. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like this type of thing where it's like, you know, you go out there, you're going to get robbed, you're going to get shot, you're going to get taken mm-hmm. for your joint, whatever the case may be. But it's like once hip-hop came on the scene, and this is like the 80s hip-hop. In the 70s, it might have been a little bit different. But once 80s hip-hop came on, it was like a melting pot. It was like people were going to battle in Brooklyn mm. from the Bronx. And people were coming to the Bronx to battle. Or then they started hanging out with each other. And then they come to Manhattan. And then they go to all these different places. And that's kind of like where it started with people from different boroughs getting together was the hip-hop thing. Right, right. Now, let me, let me, you know, let me segue this into what we're about to get into. With all of that right. happening... Now, you know, more eyes are getting on hip hop. It's becoming more than just a New York thing. You know, it's starting to bleed out into different cities and stuff like that. But now Hollywood taps in. You let me know, how did you feel when you started to see hip hop get onto the big screen? When was the first time you saw an example of hip hop on the big screen? I want to tell you that, that, you know, the first time I saw it was Beach Street. Okay. And... Uh, Beatrice came out in like '83, mm-hmm. might have been '82. I don't, don't, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of fuzzy. But Beat Street was the first time, mm-hmm. and to be to see what you see every day on on a screen, on a movie screen, it was amazing. You know what I'm saying? It was mm-hmm. like you know the portrayal was kind of corny because it wasn't really like that in real life. Mm-hmm. But like the break dancing battle scenes and the scratching and the hip hop and stuff like that. Like I've been in the Roxy when when um, uh, New York Breakers were battling uh, uh, Rocksteady Crew, and it was just like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just like what it was in Beach Street. But that was the first time I've seen that, and I heard hip hop on a movie screen. But um, it was amazing. But at the same time, it was like, uh, what's gonna happen now? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. is this gonna be a progression of hip hop going worldwide? Or are we getting robbed for this? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's changing culture. Okay. So that first time was was Beat Street, and then the second time, which was really good, also was Crush Groove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you got Run DMC on the screen, and you got them. You know, you like these are heroes right now. When when Run DMC came out, they were like the heroes of the whole city. And um, when you see them on screen, you're like, oh, shoot, look at this. But now they're making movies and this and this and that, Run DMC and Adidas and all this different stuff. And it, it portrayed what we were going through in the city, but on a big screen. Mm. And it just progressed from there. But, you know, there was still some unfair places where, you know, hip hop was kind of robbed for certain things. And then, you know, it was minstreled and mm. different things like that. What would you say... Is a, I'm, I'm sorry, RB. Do you have any questions so far? Oh no, no, no. Okay, yeah. he's he's soaking in. RB is he's he's real, real young. You know, what I'm saying? So I just I want this coffee. He's soaking it in right now. I'm 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 listening. I'm I'm not as old as you. You know, what I'm saying no disrespect, but I'm also you know trying right. to take this in myself. Um, right. When did you think it started to get foolish? <laughs> the, the 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 hip the portrayal of hip hop that is on in film. I would want to say, see, Spike Lee. Spike Lee was a big part of making hip hop 
mainstream mm. because he was putting it not only hip hop but jazz also mm-hmm. because he was putting it in the movies and and it was like you know with with do the right thing and fight the power and mm-hmm. and and different songs like that you know it it kind of made it cool and made it kind of you know afrocentric and different things like that but mm-hmm. you know when What's the politically you know I'm not crazy politically correct. Hey, listen, but, we, we, no, um, no, no, don't you don't need to be PC yeah. here. Keep it real, keep yeah. it one hundred. You know, when, when, when you got when you got the white people on the screen mm. portraying hip hop like they down in the hood, that's when it got kind of <laughs> like watered Eddie? down. You know what I'm saying? It, it watered uh-huh. it down. It's not real anymore. It's not like. You know, I was in jams in Bronx River and shootouts and all kind of stuff like that. And then they play train this stuff on the screen like it's like, oh, it's the, the cool hip party to go to. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like that. It was like, dude, it's either you go enjoy yourself and you listen to music and you dance and all this different stuff like that and picking up girls and all kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then the shootout starts. But now you portraying it on the screen like this is glorified, and that's not how yeah. it is. It's not glorified. Yeah, one one of our episodes we we talked about uh like the hood film, the rise of the hood film after Boys in the Hood, and how it was yeah. always like a shootout. A shootout was a always happening. Game. Yeah, you know, yeah. above the rim yeah. at the end of the game is a shootout, and the, you know, yeah. and even I could even yeah. say you know a little off off track here like. I was I was watching Jason's lyric the other day. Oh yeah, I like that movie. A you lot. do, but I know what you go. I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yes. the the Tretch character comes now and like it just got extra violent out of nowhere. Like it yeah, could have been out of nowhere. I could have been a calm, you know, just like Poetic Justice. In the <laughs> Poetic Justice started with the violence because yes. it set the it set the tone for the characters the characters arc in a mm. sense. You know, her losing her boyfriend played by Q Tip, and you know, yeah. and then with Jason's lyric, it was like. A cute little film, you know. There was some yeah. dysfunction in there, and then the trash character comes, and now it's a shootout at the end. It's just like, yo, wait, mm. how did we but, get here? But, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that, it, it stems from you know, it's hip hop, right? Yeah. And this is right. this is the truth of it: is that those things happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But publicly and main in the mainstream, and you know, I hate to 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 be the one like the conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> this is how it started. Once Hip hop went west coast Ooh. and it, oh. it melded with gangs. Let's talk. That's <laughs> when it became the violent thing. Hey, you George, know what I'm just so you know, I'm in the I'm in the cradle of West Coast hip hop right now. I, know I am you are. literally I know in you Compton. Are. I'm literally in Compton. <laughs> you, did you know Tim Dog? You know F Compton. You know you know the yeah, Tim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tim Dog was from the Bronx. You kidding yeah, me? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah. It, it, it came. You see, when it was when it was happy go lucky, we were going to the clubs and we were dressing fancy and Gucci and and you know fake Gucci because it was Dapper Dan and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that. When we were doing those different things, it was about partying. It was like fun, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you got a knucklehead to pull out a gun and start shooting and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he ain't really shooting at nobody. He may be shooting up in the air and then just dispersed the whole party. Mm-hmm. But once it got West Coast and it was like, fuck the police and, mm. uh, uh, you know, I'm going to shoot down your door and I'm going to kick in this and I'm going to do all this stuff like that. And I'm going to kick in this. How it got violent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you. But let me play devil's advocate here. Because I ain't going to be, I, George, I, I feel you. You already know. I get the knowledge from you. But, Let's be real. 
in Harlem, it was it the streets was just as nasty. I mean, it didn't bleed well, into well, it didn't bleed into the music though. I guess that's what you're trying to say. It was about say. money though. Yeah. It was about money though. Yeah. It wasn't just about it wasn't about territory. It wasn't about you know my block and this street and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It was about money. That was crack like, era. That was peak these, crack era. These dudes were selling big drugs, mm-hmm. and if you was messing up money and you wasn't getting money or or you was getting money in somebody else's area or something like that. They weren't taking it, and and that's kind of you know that's how it went, and it was mm-hmm. like it wasn't it wasn't still it still wasn't as violent as what the gang situation was right. because we they were getting money and they were doing things like that, but it was on a glamorous kind of kind of thing. You know I what I'm what saying? saying? I see what you're saying. When it was on the when it got to the West Coast thing, it was just like killing people for no reason. It was like yeah. you know they driving by and just shoot down anybody who was. We never had no drive bys over here. Me, yo, they me were driving and, by shooting down whole neighborhoods. Yo, listen, and stuff like that, so. me and RB talk about this all the time. I always say I was scared to come to California. When I, <laughs> oh, I saw yeah. I saw yeah. Menace to Society when I was like whenever it came out, we got it on VHS, yeah. and I watched. Watch that! I was like, "Yo, that's what they doing over there." I'm never <laughs> going you, it there. Scared me. It scared <laughs> it was, me, and I was yeah. a, I was a, I was a grown man, and I was scared about that stuff. I was <laughs> like, "Dude, they wilding over there." But no, <laughs> but no, you, you know, you were still playing devil, devil's advocate, right? Yeah. I'm not going to say it was bad because mm-hmm. that was their reality, but at the same time, it was used to infiltrate the hip-hop you know what i'm saying to to, well, to make it to put it in a bad light well i think it was in everything it was like this is how it is and and they put these movies up there and you think that in the bronx it's the same way you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you know i think i think for you know for me you know being from being from la you know what i mean like i think when i think like you like you're saying it's the condition it's the conditions of the of la like we've had mad you know 1968 Wasp riots, you know, 90s yeah, riots. Like yeah, we had Chief yeah. Daryl, uh, Daryl Gates, who was like an oppressive um, Southern, you know, literally a, a prison guard, yeah. uh, family of, of slave owners running the police department oh, wow. in LA. <laughs> um, and then plus, you know, LA, uh, you know, you see it in Snowfall was like the hub of the crack movement mm-hmm. back in the day too. You know, I know obviously it was on the East Coast right. as well, but mm-hmm. it was really uh, a lot of it coming from Mexico. So it's like, those situations, I will say, you know, my mom, my mom is very, very much like she'll tell you how bad it was back then, you know what I mean? Especially like on Crenshaw and all that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, it was it was looking rough. I think part of why it infiltrated hip hop so main mainly was because how you're saying with the you know, how in New York the the drugs and stuff were tied to the money. And and LA is also tied to the money. Um, but the money it was often used to fuel the hip hop, mm-hmm. like especially in Hollywood, where you know Hollywood was like the center of the music industry. You know, Capitol Records, New mm-hmm. York too. Mm-hmm. Um, but LA, LA had the had the had the had the had the record labels, had the recording studios, yeah, and yeah. had the had yeah. the had the. Yeah. So a lot of times, when New York rappers they would have to come to LA to record, mm-hmm. so then a lot of that culture ended up bleeding through. You see that at the beginning of the Straight Outta Compton yeah. when they're uh, interacting with those guys from Dallas. It's yeah. just a different kind of energy. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, it was rougher now. You know, definitely now situations are a lot different. You know what I mean? Compton now. Right. And uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. They got lot grass of, out here. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and nearly, you know what I mean? The way they portray. But yeah, also too, you know, they went a little harder in, in the way they, they, they showed in those movies of too course. back in the day too. So it's yeah. a little bit yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a mixture, but yeah, I would definitely say like Boys in the Hood, like they were definitely really capturing what LA was like in that movie. Don't be a menace, also too with the mm-hmm. uh, 
Hughes, Hughes, Hughes Brothers. Oh, you mean uh, Menace to Society? Sorry, Menace to Society. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They they did a good job of capturing what LA was, but yeah, definitely, yeah, like you're saying, it the, it, it was vi- it was more violent. I don't know if it was. Again, I grew up here, so I don't know if it's mm-hmm. as scary as like you yeah. know y'all y'all New Yorkers are putting, putting it yeah. out to me. Listen, but, man. Yeah, Let me tell you, man, it was it was scary. it was a scary thing, dude. When we saw when we saw Boys in the Hood, dude, we were like, I am not messing with LA. I'm not even going over there. That's real. <laughs> it's a real movie for sure. So, George, let me know, like you know, just just do you have vivid memories of going to see House Party, Boys in the Hood? You just mentioned. You yeah, met- yeah, yeah. And and you know what I wanted to touch on, and I wanted to show you the difference between what I'm talking about as far as hip hop goes mm-hmm. is like two different movies that you could, you could see the, the reality of hip hop and what it kind of glamorized what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Take New Jack City and Juice, mm-hmm. put them side to side and watch both of them and see how different they are pertaining to what the streets were mm-hmm. in New York. I, and I could I could assume juice is the more realistic. Juice is the more realistic. Okay. That is exactly we're right. Definitely, juice is the more realistic. Even though, even to the to the to the way Tupac played Bishop. Mm-hmm. I had a friend like Bishop. Mm. Just crazy mofo. Yeah, he crew Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, mo- crazy mofo. Mm. Dude walking around with a gun, just just shooting for no reason. He he beating up people, punching them in the face for no reason. And, and know, even worse. Crazy. And even worse, did he have a Gumby haircut? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. yeah that brother, he wasn't living right, man. He wasn't living yeah, right. He had a Gumby and a flat top, but well, you know, he kind of went between both of them. But okay. you know, it's it, it's still, but it's the real, the it's the the reality. Like New Jack City, you could say it it was somewhat real. There was parts with the mafia and all that stuff that wasn't real. Mm. That they were, you know, riding down the street on the motorcycle, shooting them up and all that stuff. That wasn't real. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing at the party in New Jack City where they had the wedding and picked up the little girl and, and, <laughs> and, and Wesley Wesley jumped in the air did the action hero yeah, yeah, shooting yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's action movie stuff that yeah. wasn't stuff that we was doing but Juice was real okay. and now there's parts of New Jack City like when they were riding around in the Jeep when Crack first came out mm-hmm. and they playing basketball in the park and all that stuff like that yeah that, some of that was real okay. but if you look at Juice Juice was kind of like the reality of what we were here in the street okay. and what we were doing in the street. Um, it was like, you know, when they went to, when he was DJing at the club at the, at the, at the DJ battle, mm. we went to stuff like that and people just, you know, dancing and partying and stuff like the house parties, all those different things like that. So getting back to house parties and what you said the other movie was? Uh, no, I was just saying, you know, just, just examples. Do you remember how you felt when you seen these movies for the first time? Do you remember like thinking like, yo, I'm gonna go see house party. I'm gonna go see, uh, who's the man Friday. Friday like, you oh, know, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, all those movies, all those hip hop movies with rappers in them and you know, that they kind of put out there and they, was it they, like, if you saw your favorite rapper in a film, like you were going to see it first day, like, yo, so and so's in it, I'm going. Okay. Okay. Definitely, definitely. I mean, there was some of them that where you was like, nah, I ain't gonna go see that. Because you see the trailer and you're like, nah, I ain't watching that. Uh-huh. But House Party was one, because I knew Kid and Play um, mm. on a, you know, not a, a personal, personal level, but I've been around them and I've been, you know, I, I used to have danced in one of their videos and stuff like that. It was, it was, you know, one of those things that was like automatic. 
I got to go see that. You know what I'm saying? Dude, it's house party. We all go to house parties. Let's go see what it's like. And da 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 So it's like, you know, it was it was a hype thing. But okay. it's like when you got to, to you know, those kind of like, and I know you're going, you're going down me for this one. And this is just like, kind of like those, like, don't be a menace. Uh, you don't like uh, that? What's that? That Marlon Wayans movie. You didn't like it? Uh, <laughs> drinking Dude, juice in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a parody, man. It's, you know, you just want to take know, that. I know it's parody, but at, at the same time, man, you can't water down what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's I like, you got you to gotta keep it. You got to keep it. I know it was funny and all that stuff, but I, I just but don't. You're a purist. I, I can't die with the the unrealness of this stuff. Yeah, you know you're, 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 a, you're a purist. So you was just like, yeah, nah, yeah. I can't get with this. All right. Well, George, yo, I don't want to take up too much of your time. You know, we're going to continue with the show. But please let people yeah. know. Well, first of all, thank you for coming out. Thank you for, for, for calling oh, in. It's, it's my pleasure. You already know I spent my whole life getting a wealth of wisdom from you. But let people oh, know. Yeah. Let the people know where they could find you on social media. You know, all of that. Oh, you can find me at Pete Jordan uh, 2 3. And you can find me at Victor Jordan 2315. This guy got the craziest I'm, Jordan. As a matter of fact, I'm sorry, Victor uh-huh. Jordan, 1972. Okay, this guy, this guy had a crazy Jordan collection. This is where I, I this is literally where I learned everything from this man right here. So George, yeah, that's part of hip hop too, right there. Yes, that's, it is. Yeah, inside the hip hop too. So. We could we could go on for day. Hip hop is so like it, is, yeah. it's it, it runs so deep, so deep. So, so it's it's crazy to me when when folks try to push black folks to the side like our culture ain't mm-hmm. running things right now like we ain't keeping this ship running right now the whole music yeah, industry yeah. whole yeah. music industry fashion everything mm-hmm. we run we are cool <laughs> we yeah. are the blueprint yeah. you know what i'm saying we built yeah. the country yeah. built on our backs and everything everything starts with us that's, that's it's fact. crazy because we're you know it, at the end of the day like you said everybody steals everything from us Mm-hmm. And they make it their own mm-hmm. because you know we were in the streets. Look at half of the Gucci stuff that's out now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I was actually making stuff like that in my room, mm-hmm. and and Dapper Dan was making it on 125th Street, and now they're selling it for nine nine hundred yeah. nine hundred uh, three thousand five thousand. He, he's with Gucci now. Now he's with Gucci. He, yeah, he got deals with the guy. They had to put him on. They yeah. had to put him on because yeah. they they stole his designs, but. At the same time, all that was hip hop. All that came from hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like the, to leave y'all with something, KRS one said in in one of his songs, "50 years down the line, we gonna be the old school artists." Mm-hmm. And, and this was in 1987. Mm-hmm. He said that, and now they're the old school artists. But at the same time, I you know I don't listen to new school hip hop. Some mm-hmm. of it is alright, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of it is just a lot of you know mumbling and carrying on and booty shaking and all that stuff <laughs> and i just can't get with that but at the same time you know the old school stuff is what built half the stuff that you see right now absolutely absolutely george yep. again thank you so much thank you no doubt i will t- i love you man we'll talk love you too man yeah give me a call let me know what's up all right man. uh peace out to the show one all right man that was such a hip hop sign off one. Yeah. yeah, one. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But you know, to to follow up what he said, you know, he, he said the first time he seen a hip hop on the big screen was Beach Street. Right. You right, know, Beach right. Street, Wild Style. A lot of that stuff, hip it seems like hip hop's origin in film was well, Beach Street is not really a documentary. Yeah. 
Um, but Wild Style and uh, um, oh my God, it's enough Style Wars and all yeah, that. Style stuff. Wars, yeah. yeah, yeah. All that stuff is documentary work, and and you're really seeing it in its infancy. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? You're seeing mm-hmm. these guys that be tagging the train, tagging right. the buildings. You see, you seeing some of them with their families. I think one of the documentaries, I believe, is Beach Street. Can't remember if it's Beach Street or Style Wars. It's I'm foggy at the moment. But it's like this one kid, and he's still alive. I actually ended up looking him up. He's still alive and well, thank God. Um, he's talking about tagging and stuff like that. And his mother is just kind of like, yeah. y'all are wasting your time. Y'all are defacing <laughs> these people. This is stupid. You need to yeah. go to school and do something. This is a real, like, she's really pissed off. This is a real conversation. Mm. And it's like, wow, look at that. Like, she didn't even know her son was about to go to become an icon right. in this in this field. You know what I'm saying? No, literally. And that's, and that's what's super crazy about... Um, graffiti in general uh mm-hmm. how you know because there a lot of times a lot of people don't realize that's the four there's the four things of hip-hop right mm-hmm. like there's the dj mm-hmm. the mc mm-hmm. the graffiti and and the dance the yep. style you yep. know what i mean so like that's the four fundamentals at least according to like hip-hop books and stuff yeah, yeah, i was yeah. in this little hip-hop class at usc it was a good class i ain't gonna lie it was kind of weird because it was taught by a white guy you know you thought mean? you were slick you were trying to get an easy a this, this yeah, yeah. Was a- <laughs> i think it's easy i ain't gonna lie i ain't gonna lie uh, <laughs> so by the, the way i love i love i love my professor dude was so nice but i couldn't i couldn't get enough of whenever we would talk about some kendrick or some west coast mm-hmm. like robert what are your thoughts i'm like right, yeah, yeah, right, of yeah, course yeah, right. you had the you had the floor you know right, what I'm saying? right right but, um but yeah no but that but that document you know Graffiti was such a, a crucial part of that movement because it was like an advertisement for mm-hmm. not just rappers, but for the parties and the venues in general. Like people knew like this spot was where this was going down. Like like mm-hmm. um, like George was saying, like you know all these spots, all these party places were the birthplace, the embassy of hip hop. It was all like live music in the mm-hmm. beginning, mm-hmm. Um, and like what those documentaries mm-hmm. uh, uh, highlight. But yeah, and then seeing that transition, I mean, we see the narrative transition too with like Crush, Crush Groove, yes, which I was just watching for the first time yeah. today. Like, yeah, you know, Crush Groove, Crush Groove is one of those. It's like it starts for me. It starts there. I know Beach Street. You know, then you had shit like rapping, rapping. Okay, rapping. I'm I I'm gonna Google it direct. I can't. You no, know I'm not even gonna Google direct. I seen the name and it doesn't look like a brother made that. Oh film. really? Oh. And you can tell when you watch the film. It's mm. starring Mar- Mario Van Peebles, Eric LaSalle. Who Eric LaSalle ended up being on ER. Mario Van Peebles ended up. You know he's Sorry, he's, yeah. he's Melvin Van Peebles' son. He ended up directing New Jack City Posse and mm. you know so on and so forth. And it's like this. The trailer is Ice T is in the trailer. Really? And it's like a. It seems like it's like a Robin Hood story where it's it's. Mario Van Peebles is playing John Rappin' Hood. And <laughs> then the whole trailer is Ice T like, and it was John Rappin' Hood. And huh, 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 huh. Go what? see this movie because this movie is fly. People in the place, pay attention to me. I'm going to tell you a story about an MC or a rapper. That's a person who rhymes to the beat and musical rhythm on city street. My name is Ice and I own this town. That's only when Hood's not around. Now John Hood's his name. Rappin's his game. Word manipulations, how he gained his fame and like Robin Hood. He's honest and true and always down with his partners. The wild thing. Like, <laughs> and it's like, yo, the film is like a music. It's like a musical type thing because like you see Eric LaSalle, who is not a rapper, again, an actor. Mm. He's rapping and, and pop locking. You know, yo. they're battling each other and like they having conflict but in raps you know what i'm saying it, you know it the the, the you know i, I mentioned yeah. i should have asked george if you remember that film but yeah it gets 
the beginning of the infancy of hip hop and film as it leans towards narrative, mm-hmm. it's a little cheesy. He kind of mentioned, you know, Beach right. Street being a little cheesy, but right, but, right. but it was seeing that on screen, mm-hmm. you know, that that really changed things for him. Mm-hmm. You know, representation matters. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? Like right. we see that now with the Little Mermaid. People are pissed off that there's a sister with locks, you know, playing Ariel, but this young black girls, girls of color, that's just like, yo, like this is beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I want to see this. You know what I'm saying? So that was their moment you know, a right. representation. Seeing hip hop on screen. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, I mean, again, I didn't, I haven't, I don't think I've seen Beat Street, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, just seeing the first half of uh, Crush, Crush Groove, mm-hmm. like that one felt like a lot more authentic to me, yeah. at least like that one felt like a lot more, um, and Michael Shores, by the way, he does a lot of dope movies. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we talked about before mm-hmm. on the pod um, a couple times with some Richard Pryor films and then he, when, the first time I, I really I actually watched Coolio, Cooley High mm-hmm. when we were doing the Robert Townsend episode, like mm-hmm. as I was editing it, that film was like really good at capturing the youth mm-hmm. of of that time period, and, yep. and I believe that was Harlem too, if I'm not mistaken. That was Chicago, I believe. Oh, that's Chicago. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I'm way off with that. Um, but this one, this one does a really um, also good job of capturing that youth, capturing that spirit of hip hop without being like disrespectful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it really felt like, especially in the beginning when the teacher is uh, kind of mocking the fat kid for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for for rapping all the, you know everything. Like it could have easily been like some gangsters, like shooters, like hey, yeah, hang no. out. It, it, and it's like it's it's a. Uh... I don't know if how you know you said you saw the first half. Mm. I don't know if you realize it's kind of like a semi autobiographical story of Def Jam. Mm. You know, Blair Underwood plays the Russell Simmons like character, and then mm. he has Rick Rubin is in the film. You know, Rick yeah. Rubin is a central figure in in music, hip hop mm. especially. You know, and then yeah, the Fat Boys is in it, uh, mm. Beastie Boys is in it, L, a young Beastie LL Cool J is in it. You know, he oh, he right. walks into to audition, he does my radio or whatever the case may mm. be. Sheila E, Run DMC, Curtis Blow, like that one, like and and it, it that film. I don't know if you got to see the Fat Boys when they was uh, eating food and they was rapping. Like it has musical mm-hmm. elements yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. It's dope. It's it's very light. It's dope. It, it really, like you said, it captures. It's it's very authentic in the way it captures. You know the culture and. If you pay attention in one scene, you see Chris Rock with a Jerry curl as an extra. Really? Yes. Really? Oh yeah. shoot, I did not know that. I did yeah. not know. Is that like one of his early like? That's probably roles? his first on screen appearance. Really? Yeah, really? Crush did not know that. Damn. Well, that's that's dope. I mean, for one, for one, I I I also think like it's an interesting transition period. I feel like from mm-hmm. like when that era of hip hop versus like the late '80s like version like. Like George was saying, like the West Coast stuff started mm-hmm. coming to the picture. Mm-hmm. I know on the East Coast, like we had Wu Tang, you mm-hmm. know, like you know, mm-hmm. yeah, Wu Tang popping off, mm-hmm. like late '80s, early '90s. Um, so it's like it, it is like that last like hurrah of like the Curtis Blow of mm-hmm. like the OG style mm-hmm. of hip hop, and and then um, but yeah, later films obviously transition into different different avenues. Yeah, and and, and you know, at this point, you know, we you know, uh, House Party, the House Party franchise comes about, mm-hmm. and the House Party franchise is interesting because it was shot out here. It's based out here, but it's a lot of East Coast cats. You know what right, I'm saying? Kid right. and Play. You know what I'm saying? Full Force. We are not rappers, but they look like rappers. Shit. I mean, <laughs> you know, when they was playing the bully, I, yo, for the longest, I used to look at I was like, yo, these brothers muscle, you know, little Jerry, mm. little Jerry Crow, which is understood. It's the time. I thought they was rappers, and they sing like angels. And yeah. They actually have beautiful voices. <laughs> you know, they wrote a lot of hit songs for NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and all of that. You know what I'm saying? But the, the House Party franchise, I, I, like I told you in one episode, man, House Party is one of those ones, like one of those classic. It's a perfect film. Mm-hmm. Beat for beat. Again, like I told you in a previous episode as well, it belongs in a conversation with American classics, especially the team comedies. Like, you know, with, with, with the 16 Candles and the Breakfast Club and all of that, they, they cover, you know, 
Ferris Bueller's Day Off. They cover white folks, you know what I'm saying? But we never really get a film that like puts young black youth in the center, you know, in the center of the frame. And there's no drugs. I mean, a little violence. There's a little, you know, you know, no violence, a little drinking. Yeah, you know, yeah a little drinking, but yeah. bu- bu- bullies, you know. Yeah. But it's 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 for the most part a clean film. I, I mean, of course, it's rated R. You got Robin Harrison there talking crazy, <laughs> right? All movie, you know what I'm saying? Right. But it's a clean, it's a it's a clean representation of, of black youth at the time. All right. You nah, it saying? is, it, and I, I think that's why you know I think like you said it is um, a lot of East Coast people in it, but mm-hmm. I think LA people really like it too. Yeah, I got the craziest Robin Harris story. I never told this on the air before. Oh, what happened? Wow. Um, my one of my uncles, uh, Uncle Bob, shout out to you. He's never gonna hear this. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was at a at a at a comedy show and he walked in kind of late. And Robin Harris was oh, on stage. Oh, that's one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. By the way, anybody that know of Robin Harris. They was like, yo, you better have your ass there early because if you come in walking late, he's going to light into you. But go ahead. That's And that's, yo, my my man, uh, Uncle Bob, I, he said he was wearing something that was kind of crazy, uh, like a pinstripe suit, something oh, like that. Like, man. I, I don't know where he just hears uh, Robin Harris like, yo, look at this motherfucker walking in right now. Da, da, da. And then, like he's going in, cooking his suit. And my uncle's just laughing. His, he's like laughing. Oh. He's like, ah. <laughs> who y'all laughing at? Who y'all laughing at? <laughs> Not knowing it's him. <laughs> right, right, right. And then eventually he like looks down. He's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Almost precious the stage at Robin Harris, bro. Right. He was oh, about to man. Yo. <laughs> Yeah, there's people that tell stories. Uh, I think Faison Love, who plays Big Worm in the Friday films, oh, he was yeah. like, he was wearing some red boots and that he that Robin Harris got him so bad, he took off the boots and threw it in the trash. <laughs> Went home without shoes. <laughs> It's it's that yeah. bad. Yeah, you get kicked by Robin Harris. And it, and if you also want a, a a glimpse of Robin Harris in in his bag, Mo Better Blues. I was told from people that was there. There's a scene where his character, uh, Butterbean, is is doing stand up and he's mm. getting. That, I heard that that was completely improvised. Really, Spike turned on the camera mm-hmm. and it was like, "Yo, this is your show. Mm-hmm. Do what you want to do." Mm-hmm. And, and, and and I heard that there's a lot of footage that didn't make the film. Oh, that's really? probably funnier than what did make the film. Really? Yeah. So yo. Robin Harris, man, he's yo. He has a great start in Hollywood. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing. Right. Right. House party. Right. Uh. Harlem Nights. Right. What's the the, an, the animated joint? Baby, Baby's yeah, Kids, which, right. which he didn't get to do. He, they were developing it. Right. But um, Faison Love, again, Big Worm from Friday, right. he ended up um doing his voice for mm. that. But it's based on his act. Yeah, exactly. About Baby's Kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so Robin yeah. Harris, he's 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 a he's a real one. You know what I'm saying? He had a Definitely. Whoever was his agent, I don't know who was feeling them calls. Or maybe it was just the moment. You know, black film was really starting up. And that's really the cream of the crop of black film. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm 90s, saying? yeah. Early, yeah. early uh, late 90s, for but sure. But he did those films back to back to back to back. I'm like, God, yo. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy start. All classics. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, he didn't make it for House Party 2. House Party 2, it basically, you know, continues the story with Kid. He's mm-hmm. going to college. That one, whereas House Party was really... Kid and Play was the center. You know, they had their little rap battle in it. House Party 2, you got Ralph Tress fan. You got Tony, Tony, Tony. You know, basically that turns into a musical at some point. You know, it's right. much lighter, sillier in tone. You know what I'm saying? Is and, that one R-rated too? Yeah, all of them are R-rated. Oh, okay, okay. All what? Well, I, I thought, I don't know, maybe I'm tripping. I thought House Party 4 was like PG-13 or something. Oh, well, 4, you know, that's the one we don't mention. Right. <laughs> For me, personally, there's three House Party films, okay? There's House Party 1, which mm. is what we talked about. Mm. House Party 2, when he goes to college. House Party 3, when he's out west, which feels like a West Coast film. House yeah. Party 3. Because right. it's like a lot of the West Coast comedians and 
everybody's it's a very even the I sound the, the sound of the music like like the synth heavy stuff yeah, yeah it's a very west coast film and I don't know any other house party films after that. <laughs> so no four, no remake. None. There's no such thing as a remake. I don't yeah, know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. House party doesn't exist after 1994. Yo, spe- speaking of which, uh, I did get a, I get, I did get to see White Man Can't Jump the remake early. Um, my, same director, folks. If y'all same, don't know, same same director as House Party, Calmatic. I don't know what they're trying to do to my brother right now. They trying to set him up or what? Because it's two films. Two classics, 90s. I don't know. But uh, I will say my reviews on Geeks of Color, uh, I, I I did not like the film. Uh, personally, I thought it was not not that good. But if you want to read my full thoughts, go to Geeks of Color. I might do a video review too. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a time, man. I'm trying to not be that ignorant motherfucker that says, oh, no, I'm not going to watch it but have an opinion about it. But I didn't. I, from what I've seen so far, and then I heard that... <laughs> I heard there's a remake. Of, I'm going to tell y'all. Fuck that. Yeah. I heard that there's a scene. Okay, if you know the original White Man Can't Jump, Marcus Johnson, he used to be a player for the Milwaukee Bucks. He has a classic scene in the original White Man Can't Jump where you know, they're playing ball, they lose a the game. And he's like, yo, you know, I'm going to go get my gun. I'm going to go back, get my gun. I'm killing everybody. And they all flee from the park, right? <laughs> Funny scene. This man tells me that that scene is in this remake. But now... A motherfucking blowtorch comes out. <laughs> a flamethrower. Why? Why? Like, <laughs> we're coming off of the House Party remake where people are being beheaded at an Illuminati party. How is a blowtorch? Like, what is going And you know, I, I was watching, I was sorry, not watching, I was reading a, a, a article where they were interviewing Calmatic. And no disrespect to the brother. Yeah, he's a nice guy. LA, LA native. Cool. As he's talking about the film, it seemed like he was more concerned about showing that they're wearing cool stuff. That's yeah. I told you. I told you about that too. Like they got dudes hooping up in um in like off white off white Jordans, you know? Like yeah, like he spends like he spends a good chunk of the interview. Like yo, you know, white man can jump is known for the iconic streetwear, which yes, it is. But they were not putting it in frame to say, hey, look at this shirt. Look at this shirt, y'all. Look at these shoes. They weren't doing that. And that's why I don't like what a lot of these films now is like they're trying to chase that moment to mm-hmm. say, oh, this, look. The Instagram influencers. Yeah, like everything yeah. is just showy. And it's just like, oh, like they want to make iconic moment out of it instead of just making the damn film. Right. Let the shit live on. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, right. I did not like that. And that, you know, and I'm going to eventually watch the film because, again, I don't like to shit on something without seeing it. <laughs> Even though the Jack Harlow casting alone was just took me out of it. I right. was like, what is this? What are we doing? Yeah, to be to be fair, he's not, he's not doing that much in the movie like he okay. he's just playing jack harlow so it's like i can't really say if he's bad or good to to me like my my main thing is like we talked about white man can jump mm-hmm. i don't want to go too far into it but the original was so good because the characters are flawed mm-hmm. they were like really fly like mm-hmm. and by the end woody harrelson's girlfriend like leaves him yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah straight up so like in this movie they're just perfect characters they're just perfect guys like the only real flaw is that they they like basketball too much. There's no soul so. in these in these films, man. Yeah, like, these yeah. remakes, there's no soul in them. You know, when you got LeBron producing the House Party remake, <laughs> and it's like, and it, it, well, it's one thing to produce it. Everybody do venture into film and do what they got to do. But then mm. when you become a plot point in the film, right, right, it's out of your house, like you got the AI, the AI LeBron talking to them and gassing himself. Like, come on, <laughs> son, what are we what are we doing, like? They gotta get the Cleveland ring back. Uh, yeah, from the- <laughs> like from the Illuminati party. Like, come on, son, what are we doing? You know, 
terrible. But like I said, you know, House Party 3 comes, you know, mm. it's very West Coast by Bernie Mac steals the show mm. in House Party 3. See, that's why I got to go back and You got to go back yeah. and watch House Party 3. I'm, there's a dinner table scene is with uh, Angela Means. She's uh, She played Felicia in Friday. Mm. She plays Kid's fiance in House Party 3. It's her family, which is Ronaldo Ray and Simply Marvelous. R.I.P. to both comedians. Um, Kitty Lester, who, you know, I'm going to take it back for you. Kitty Lester was in Blackula. She played the, um, she played like a cabbie that Blackula killed. And it's an iconic shot of her running towards the camera, you know, with the afro. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's about to bite the mortician or something like that. She plays Aunt, Aunt Lucy in, in House Party 3. So it's her, uh, Angela Mean, her, her, her parents, Bernie Mac and Kid at a dinner table. That is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. They just cut, cutting ass. It's the scene is chaos. You got yo. If y'all get a chance, please go check out House Party Three. It's it's it's, it's not as good as the original, but it's still something. You know what I'm saying? Still something. And then, you know, we do get the films. You know, like George mentioned, New Jack City and Juice, where hip hop is not a musical, but hip hop is definitely deeply. You know, it's, it it influences the the product. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, Ernest Dickinson talked about Juice on a podcast with Snoop Dogg. And he said that uh, when he went to go make the film, he wrote the script like late 70s. It was a lot of, you know, where you going, Jack, sucker? You know, it was a lot of that 70s lingo. And he said he had to update it, you know. And, you know, Ernest Dickinson was doing stuff with Spike. You know, he's around Public Enemy, all that stuff, you know. So he kind of, you know, and then also he worked with Omar Epps, Tupac, Khalil Kane, and and um, uh, Jermaine Hopkins, he worked with them to kind of get... Mostly unknowns, by the way. Yeah, at the yeah, at the time. At the time, mostly yeah. unknowns. So he worked with them to kind of get the lingo up. And you get Juice. Juice is not a film about a beverage, folks. It is mm-hmm. about earning respect. When you say you got the juice, when we tell you you got the juice, that means you got nothing but respect. You know what I'm saying? So you see these young fellas, you know, going through the hood. They, 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 they have a wild... I don't know how long the film... I don't know what time, the duration time, and you know, as far as you know, days or months in the film, but they go through a bunch of shit. You know, Tupac plays Bishop, who, yo, if Pac was alive, I think he'd be Academy Award winning actor or nominated at least. Oh, yeah. he. I mean, he was up for, a lot of people don't know this, he was up for Mace Windu in uh, Star Wars. You know Get what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. He was, for real. Like, you could Google it. It was like, in, I think Vulture reported on it too. Like, he was auditioning with George Lucas and all that. Like, See? <laughs> the, 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 the shift was going to happen eventually, mm, mm, you know. He mm. just had to calm, you know. Pac and I—I I know people that worked on Juice, so they told me what Pac was like on set. Mm. Mental right. dude was he, he? Typical Gemini, good one minute, <laughs> a nut the next minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I heard he was always trying to be close with the with the thugs and stuff like that in the area, and really mm. trying to you know play them close and. And, 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 you know, move like them. So he's a little hot-headed, which unfortunately led to his demise. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like I said, man, I always said, man, if he was still around, because he's great in that film. Yeah. He's great. I mean, he's I mean, he's great. I mean, he's great in Poetic Justice. He's great yes. in a lot of films. Yes, yes, um, He's just a phenomenal actor. I actually did an uh, a interview, a 15-minute interview with uh, Ernest Dickerson on Geeks of Color. I'm going to put that in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Please description. Please do. But yeah, we talked a lot about like working with Tupac as a first-time actor. Like mm-hmm. He was also like... This was also before he popped off as a rapper too, like in Juice. Like mm-hmm. he was literally, uh, I think Ernest Dickerson said he was recording his first album. Like, yeah, because right he was still a, he was still like a roadie dancer for Digital Underground. Exactly. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his first feature didn't come out until that same year, until 1991, mm-hmm. um, with Digital Underground. Which, by the way, such a funny mirror image that uh, 
Boys in the Hood, I believe, came out in May of 1990, or it 91. came out in ni- or uh, 90, yeah, that was 91, yeah, 90, 91, um, 91, and then but Juice came out in like 1992, like almost mm-hmm. like just a few months like afterwards, like mm-hmm. but they're almost kind of like mirror versions of each other, like yeah. East Coast West Coast, yep. like life of the you know uh, of the hood. So it's it's, it's an interesting look. For sure. Yeah, yeah, and then you know you had. You know, 91 was New Jack City, mm. which 91 was the boom for black filmmakers. You know, there was a lot of black film dropping around the time. New Jack City hit the scene. New Jack City was actually kind of controversial because out in Brooklyn, there's, there's actually in- instances out here too. But out in Brooklyn, at the Duffield Theater downtown Brooklyn, uh, opening day for New Jack City, somebody gets killed. Oh, really? And that really? shut down the theater. And then what? out here at Westwood Village, they uh, I think they oversold tickets. And mm. what happened is a riot breaks out. What in, in Westwood Village you for, know? for New Jack City? For New Jack yeah. City. <laughs> you know, the movie people wanted to see it, and, and and it it just and then you know back then there's no social media, so the mm. media controlled a lot of the conversation. So sensationalism was in full effect. Mm. Once once those incidents happened, uh, you know they you know, I guess people go to the theater with that energy, like yo, what's about to pop off? Like mm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know right. they just they just like yo, what's up? Like I got mm. my tool on me. What's up? Who's who fucking with me? <laughs> You know, I got the juice now. What's up? You know what I'm saying? So they, you know, they they go sit there with that energy, and then what ends up happening, mm. which I end up seeing, because my first theater, my first job was in movie theater mm. in uh, 2005. I was working when Get Rich or Die Trying came out. Mm, yeah. So what ends up happening is that every film, black film, mm. after that, especially if there's hip hop involved. Mm. Polices at the movie theaters. Oh, for a word. Yeah. Just for that movie? Just for that film. Dang. Just for that what? film because, you know, not too long after that, there's a, there's a news report, you know, Jungle Fever came out, Westwood Village. They Somebody, and I think it was a white person, I don't give a, I know for a fact this was a white person mm-hmm. because they showed the flyer and it was very, if you ever see those white trolls, those MAGA trolls on social mm-hmm. media, when they try to act like black, remember, remember with, the, with the Black Lives Matter? Yeah. The blacks rule. It's right, like, right, right. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> black people do not talk like that. Right, right. right. So it was like a flyer and it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to riot for this and that for Malcolm X. And, and and I forget what the the fine text was in the flyer, but it was just very stereotypical mm. shit. And it was like a, a boogaloo joint. We're going to riot the theater. You could Yo, tell what? it was white people conspiring. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so mm, that's the stigma. Mm. You know, we, we talk about hip hop and, and, and the, 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 the violence. And, you know, to, George said it was West Coast. A lot of people believe that, you know, the West Coast kind of fueled that. Mm. But... It was happening all over. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm it was saying? everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, everywhere. Yeah, and then yeah. he, John Singleton tells a story of when he, <laughs> John Singleton, went to go see Boys in the Hood at Universal. Mm. He was, you know, when Universal got that long, windy mm. road to go up, that hill to go up. Right. He was like, "Yo, I go to see the movie," or he went to go check out the the, the crowd, or he, he went, either went to go see the movie or check out the crowd. Mm. And he was there in the theater, and he saw people, and he was like, "I started to notice there was different sets in there." Yeah, and he said, "Yo, like yeah. I got the fuck up out of there." Uh, but he was like, "When I got up out of there, as he's coming down the hill, cops is coming up." Really? And yeah. it was a big, it was a big shootout stuff at Universal uh, for Boys in the Hood. So yeah. it was like that energy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That energy was was there, and and yeah. You well, know? I think that's the one thing like about LA that's like distinct is like the territorial aspect mm-hmm. of it. I mean, you're t- talking about with New York, you got the different boroughs, mm-hmm. like y'all don't really mess with each other. Well, here is just like the difference of blocks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like right here, if you stay right here, you probably, mm-hmm. you know, blood. If you stay right here, you crip. You know what I mean? Fruit yeah. gang, you know, wherever wherever you want to, wherever yeah. you, um, you know, wherever you're located is like essentially where you, where you have to rep. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I always say gang culture in New York is fake. 
Really? <laughs> because it's like motherfuckers just wear the, the red and the the yellow, the blue. They color coordinate. They got the bandanas, but it ain't real. <laughs> Out here in LA, you could be standing next to a crip and you wouldn't even know. Yeah, nah. Somebody's for... grandmother is a crip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. it's it's deep out here, you know? So, you know, you had New Jack City, you know, New Jack City 91, uh, Juice 92. Mm. Those films take place in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? New Jack City, like George said, it kind of glamorized the crack. Not glamorized it because there definitely was a message to end this shit. Mm. But it was a very Hollywood version of the crack era and mm. what was going on, you know? The, the, the fly suits, the music, everything was kind of glamorized in a sense. Right. But it did have a very sobering message with the character of Pookie played by Chris Rock. You mm-hmm. know, we see his decline. You know what I'm saying? Right. the beginning of the film, he's just a runner, whatever. And by the end of the film, he's a straight up crackhead. Right, right, You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, Ice-T right. playing a cop, which was probably crazy right. at the time. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah law, law and order. Right. Years ago. But then, you know, he had this, you know, cop killer. He got the music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. to see him play a cop... I'm pretty sure that was kind of weird for him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like Ice Cube when he did the Ride Along movies. You're like, oh, really? Like, yeah. Ice Cube became a cop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? So it, it is funny because, yeah, Ice Cube ends up playing a cop again in 21 Jump Street. It's always right. in comedies he played cops, I feel. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to be no serious yeah, cop. Yeah, he ain't going to yeah, be no yeah. cop for real. Cube, even though he would make a mean cop, he got a, right. he's got that permanent grill on his face. Like, he is the cop you don't want to fuck with. Right, You know, right. but then I just, you know, street cred. You know what I'm saying? That probably make him feel and look crazy. You know what mm, I'm saying? Mm, um, mm. 92, 90, no, excuse me, 93 is interesting year with hip-hop and film because you get two rap mockumentaries. Mm. They're both inspired by uh, This Is Spinal Tap, which is, mm. you know, uh, I forget. Um, Rob, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Mm. You know, where it follows a, a rock group, you know, all the... Silly shit that they go through, right. but in '93 you get CB4 and you get Fear of a Black Hat. Oh, I've seen CB4. Yeah, yeah. yeah CB4. Yeah. Everybody knows Chris Rock. You know, mm. Alan Payne, Deezer D. You know, there's a bunch of people in that film. You know, they straight out of low cash. They making fun of NWA. Fear of a Black Hat. Uh, Fear of a Black Hat does the same exact thing. Fear of a Black Hat was made before CB4. That's Rusty Cundiff. Rusty Cundiff, who ends up. Uh, Directing Tales from the Hood in 95, mm. Sprung in 97. He does the Chappelle show and stuff like that. He was a comic actor, you know. He was in that. He's kind of, I don't really, I didn't really see him on stand up stage as much, but I heard he was a comic, you mm. know what I'm saying? So he does that film and it, it becomes a hit in Sundance, but doesn't get purchased until like 94, purchased and released until like 94. Really? really? Yeah. Uh, and what was that, that one called again? Fear of a Black Hat. Fear of a Black Hat. Okay. Yeah. So it's about a group, NWH, you know, Negroes with hats, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They got they got a you know song song called Booty Juice and you yeah. know all sorts of silly shit. You know P U S S Y. You know and it's <laughs> and it is like Rusty Cundiff's character. He's always trying to break it down to make everything political. Like yeah, it's about political unrest. You know this and that and why? Because motherfuckers need to know why. Like you know it's, it's shit like that. Um, it's a good it's a good film. It's, it's low budget. It's a good film, but it it only earned like twenty five. Cost less than a million, but it still lost money at the box office. Oh, it didn't do much. CB4 too. CB4 comes out and it was number one, and then it just tanked after that. You mm. know what I'm saying? But CB4 got more more push because you know it's Chris Rock, mm. 
he was hot on SNL and all right. that stuff going on. You know, are you a fantasy before? I like that movie. I mean, I haven't actually. That's another one I got to go be, rewatch. Yeah, uh, but because there definitely is some parts. You know, there's some parts that are goofy. But man, I, I mean, obviously you posted that clip like uh, uh, black, black y'all. Yeah, right, black right. y'all. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was always funny. Him, the interactions he always has with like the white, the white women uh, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, the, in that movie are just mm-hmm. like. Always stand out to me. Yeah, that movie's that movie's just funny, bro. Like, yeah, uh, I gotta. But that's another one I gotta go rewatch because I didn't even think about it as like a rap movie yeah. until you just mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. It wasn't until the other day I was like, "Yo, CB4, like, what's wrong with me? Like, I gotta, I gotta go back and watch that." Mm-hmm. So you know, I checked that out on Fear of a Black Hat. It's just interesting that they were both made around the same time, and it's just like mm-hmm. you know, what happened? Do you think you would know in Hollywood? Is it a thing where like. People are right. Somebody's writing a script, and they kind of people kind of hear about it and be mm. like, "Oh, like let me try to yeah, yeah, get this yeah. out before." You mm. know what I'm saying? I feel like mm. that's a thing, especially yeah, okay. Black Hollywood is so small. I mm. think that it's most likely going to happen then. Right, right, you know right. Yes, it's like that's why a lot of people just don't tell people anything. As you, you should. Know what I mean? As you should. Um, but yeah, no, nah, that's that's crazy though because yeah, I wouldn't even thought I you know I, my '90s my '90s hip hop movies. I I literally was only. I've only thought of, you know, like Friday. But I don't even know if Friday is really a hip-hop movie. No, it is. It is. Listen, as long as rap is in it, and and it's the culture. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's more about the culture, you know. Because I know we're going to do another episode later about, like, movies specifically. Oh, yeah, that's a a whole, yeah. Yeah, The rapper turned actor thing is a whole other conversation. conversation. Yeah, yeah, And it was one that was very controversial back then. A lot of actors was not feeling that. Really? really? Yeah, oh, rappers, rappers getting gigs before I, I, them. I, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I know Sam Samuel Jackson had a quote about that back in the day mm-hmm. too. Yeah, um, but man, yeah, Friday, Friday to me, that's the '95, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, when yep, it came yep. out. Um, I, I, I told, I told y'all, I told everybody before when we our greatest black movies podcast. I used to, there was a period in like 2009 and like 2011, 2012. I was probably watching that movie every single weekend. You know I don't what I mean? You, like, dog. I, I don't blame you. Yeah, it was like just every, like the the comedy just hits on every level. Ice Cube. for one, it's also like really. Uh, I feel like it's a little bit weirdly complex too. You know what I mean? Mm. In terms of like how. I mean, I guess not complex is not the right word, but it does kind of uh, open up some a few interesting questions, right? Like mm. with um with uh, Debo and uh, the Nia Long situation, or Debo Felicia Nia Long, like you know, like how uh, Debo kind of like hits um um home, uh, Felicia, and then Nia Long's defending him, and then mm-hmm. like and then Cube, you no, know, he's been looking for a reason to get at Debo all day, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. and then Debo. I mean, <laughs> just by the way, D- the whole concept of a Debo, right? Because that is something that is very that is a very West Coast thing too. Just yeah. how just how you're saying like there's how Georgia saying there's always that one guy like Juice, like uh, Bishop, Bishop and Tupac. Yep. Um, there's always that dude like Debo on every block. Like, we're Debo just everywhere. Everybody. Still every chain, every watch, you know mm. what I mean? And just not care. And everybody knows it's him, but they ain't nobody gonna say nothing. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing. Right. Yeah, to, <laughs> so, you, you see what Debo did to Red? That man flew in the air over right. upper uppercut. Ain't nobody <laughs> right. trying to see Debo. Right, right, right. Yeah, it does it definitely it just it, it, but can, it, I t- can I tell you something? Yeah. The real villain of that movie is Smokey. Well Smokey was messing up, yeah. Smokey from day from the First time you see smoke, he rip. First of all, you run up in my man's rip his his <laughs> his blinds. You rip curtain, his blinds, right? right? His curtain all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So off rip, you starting off on the wrong foot with me, all right? And then <laughs> you pour the gun on him yeah, right there. Too. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then like you know, as the day progresses, you know, Smokey now he he got you know. Okay, you get fired. It's your day off. You got here smoke this weed. 
Smokey is supposed to be selling for Big Worm. Why is he smoking the product? Right, right. And then throws Craig's name in it. He's <laughs> like, yo, I was just trying to help my man Craig out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and we was getting fucked up. Like, yeah. you we. What is this we? You speak French now? What is this we? Yo. Because Craig really didn't do that much yeah, in the he, movie. Was, <laughs> he didn't really smoke that much. Like, why you threw Craig in the, in the why you threw him in the blend like that? Come on, man. For, uh, for how much we, Big Worm, probably gave Smokey, like, that was an insignificant, tiny that amount. That man said killers to his crib. Yeah. So whatever drive he smoked, drive by, yeah. yeah, that was real. Yeah. That was real. That's, so it's yeah. like, yo, son, Smokey is the worst friend ever. They, <laughs> then when Big Worm telling him, I'm like, you gonna kill me? Yes, yeah. yes. Like, yo, I'm gonna kill you and him. Like, come on, son, play with me. It's like playing with my like emotions. emotions. Yeah, like, you know it. It's just a shenanigans that ensue. That movie, yeah. that movie. I think I told you, Michael. That's Michael Jordan's favorite film. Oh, Michael Jordan's favorite yeah. film. For real? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that's dope. yo, that's dope. Man, that's that's every, dope. yo, that's one of the, yo to this. I went to go see Friday in theaters. I went to. You know, I went to the 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 Criterion uh, in Times Square. It's now a big ass gap, or it used to be a Toys R Us. It's now a big ass gap. Mm. And yeah, I went there to see that. I remember people was just like that that scene when um he was with the Mexicans. and He smoked the angel dust. Oh yeah, he was, going he was up. running down. Yeah, yo, yeah. People yeah. were yo. I'm talking like Def Comedy Jam in yeah. their seats, like going jumping, up. going yeah. crazy. Like that's that's like I, I, re- I remember. Yeah, I remember that. That was a day one. Classic man, day yeah. one classic. Ber- Bernie Mac uh, coming out. Yo, with- <laughs> a lot, yo, a lot of people, a lot of people is in that film. Yeah, and yeah, a lot of yeah. Are no longer Kevin. with us in that film. Yeah, John yeah. John Witherspoon. Yeah, Bernie Mac. Yeah, Yvette Wilson. Mm. Debo. Um, Tiny yeah, Lister. Tiny, Tiny, yeah, Tiny Lister. You know that's why I, I keep. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. said mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, and I and you know that's why when people are talking about they want to follow up, you know, next Friday, uh, follow up another Fridays like it's done. It's, it's you know sorry yeah. Cube man right. sorry. no they really screwed him with that merger with WB and, and New Line Cinema like mm. now you got other people calling shots and right. you know it's not the same regime anymore you know what I'm saying right. you can't just get some get some greenlit like you did before you know and then just to I mean God I- Calmatic, my guy, stay as far away from Ooh, Friday please. as possible. I, I, you know, no disrespect to you, but if you touch please. Friday, I might have to throw in. Yo, <laughs> you, you know, you know, like when uh, you know, when the cops is having a stand up, like put the gun, put the classic black film down. Calmatic's probably looking at a DVD like, you know, what we could do with this, right? It's like, hey, put that shit. Down. We don't want it. We don't want it. I don't want a Friday right. remix. Bad right. enough they did a cartoon. Right. That, <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> you just, I thank God people forgot about that. Right. That was bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, and then you get, you know, again, the um talking about the culture films like Set It Off. Oh, yeah. Another F. Gary Gray film. F. Gary Gray. Set It, set it yeah. Off. Stuff like that. Are you familiar with the film called Who's the Man? Yes, yes. Ed yes. Lover, Dr. Mm-hmm. Dre. You know, they used to be, they used to be on Yo! MTV Raps. They mm-hmm. were MTV VJs. They ended up getting a film. I don't think uh I don't think MTV Films was established then, but it should have been because it was like everybody is in that film. Like mm. Kurt Loder is in it playing a gangster. Karen Duffy, who was a, a VJ at the time, she's in it. Dennis Leary. And then there's the rappers that's in it. And if you give me a second, I'm gonna mm. read off the list of rappers that is in this film. All right. Which film is this again? Who's the man? Who's the man? Okay. I, I've heard of it. I've never I don't think I've seen it. You know what I mean? Yo. Salt from Salt. Well, Salt and Pepper's in it. Mm. Guru from Gangstar's in it. Uh, Ice-T. Uh, Be Real from Cypress Hill. Uh, who else? Bowlegged Lou from Full Force. He was one of the bullies in House Party. 
Uh, Bushwick Bill, Buster Rhymes, Chi Ali, CL Smooth, what? Danny Boy, D Nice, uh, D Nice, Dress from uh, from uh, you could go with this, you could go with that. Uh, uh, Black Sheep, Flavor Flav, Fat Five Freddy, Eric B from Eric B and Rock Kim, uh, Heavy D, House of Pain, Kid Capri, Humpty Hump, Shock G, uh, KRS One, Melly Mel, Moni Love, Naughty by Nature, Pete Rock, Five Dog. Run DMC, it goes on and on. Yo, it, it goes on and on. Because now if I start naming the rest of the rappers, we talk, that's rappers in like 92, 93. Right, But right. It's, they're like all in that film. Really? And it's like little split. You Like you'll see a scene where, you know, somebody's in a crowd, but the, the camera just happened to take a sweet time to go by them. So you know, oh, that's so-and-so. It's mm. literally a who's who of rappers. It's a hip-hop who done it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know Ed and Love, Ed Love and Dr. Dre play these two barbers that end up becoming cops. They're trying to investigate the death of of, of their mans that died, and it's it's hilarious. I, I watched that film last night for the first time in a while. It's hilarious, man. You I gotta check that. Who's you gotta man? check it out, man. Okay, word, word, it's a word. silly comedy, and and I love the when hip hop films go into that lane, like when it's not too serious and it's just goofy. Yeah, yeah, you because know? I I think that's what the late '90s, early 2000s kind of you know got into is, mm-hmm. is less of the hood films, mm-hmm. particularly got into the comedy. Also got into the romance genre, like yeah. a Brown Sugar, mm-hmm. um, which is one of my you know I, I watched that movie a few times too. I really enjoy that mm-hmm. one. Shout out Rick uh, Famuyiwa. Uh, he's yes. the director of that film, USC yes. graduate, and yeah. I have, he does a lot. Of, he did Dope and the Wood. I didn't like Dope. I you didn't like Dope, yeah. Like dope <laughs> dope uh, lost me, man. Dope. I, I went to go see when I saw the trailer again. I'm getting that feel of House Party. I'm like, oh, good young black youth, cool. Like I want to see what they get into, mm-hmm. and then they go into the drug thing, and it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie kind of it. It just lost. I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting. It lost me once that got introduced. I was just like, "What's going on now?" I feel. I feel you. I think I wrote. I, I saw it at the age like I was literally at that age like when that movie came out. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. I was like relating to these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I liked. It. I liked it only on the. I liked it because obviously like I was that age, but I also liked it because for one, I thought ASAP Rocky was like actually hilarious in that little part mm-hmm, that he had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then two, um, I had the biggest crush on. What's what's homegirl name? Zoe. No 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 no. The um, girl that was in their crew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kier, Kier, Oh man, she's but, in Swarm. Um, Kieran, Kier, Kiersey Clemens. Okay, Kiersey. Not okay, not Kiersey Clemens, but uh-huh. the um man, she's she was just Catwoman. Um, oh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. That's right. She's yeah. She's in that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I, was the first. That was literally the first time I saw her in that. In that I movie. forget she's in that movie. Yeah, she has like these beautiful braids. Like yeah, oh, man, I saw amazing. her. I saw her around that time. I was oh, going I was going home one night and she was coming out the train and she's beautiful though. She's small, but she's beautiful. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, man. That was yeah. Shout out to Zoe Kravis, man. We love you over yeah. here, Zoe Kravis. <laughs> Zoe we Kravis. love you. Yeah, we're a fan base, man. Yeah. But that that was uh but yeah, Rick, but Brown Sugar, I, I want to ask you as a New Yorker, because mm-hmm. there's a lot about New York hip hop mm-hmm. in that movie. A lot of them, you know, uh home homeboy, you know, wanted to be a rapper, homegirl was like kind of narrating through through the raps. Mm-hmm. Um, did that feel like culturally good to you as a New Yorker like um, uh, as, cause I know they had um they had Homeboy in there Most Def, Most Def. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 it was just a very polished sweet cute mm. you know it right. was it was you know it was a polished film right. it was super Hollywood yeah you know yeah saying? like yeah, it was, it was yeah. a very polished film honestly it's been a while since I've seen something authentically like I don't know it's been it's been some time since I've seen something that felt like it was like oh shit like this is what's really happening outside. Not to say that everything in that film was fake. Mm. It was just a very polished film. It yeah, was very you know. 
it was a cute. It's no, da- it's no danger. This is more about the music business. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, than, exactly. Than, uh, they had the, they had the, the 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 group in there that was like Dalmatians. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole one white guy, the one black guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, around that time, we got uh, Eight Mile. You're right, right, right. Which, by the way, I'm gonna uh, just pull this out right now so I don't forget. Should have did this early in the show. We got Eight Mile Blu-ray. Oh, still book. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So if you're watching this episode and you're ready for some Eight Mile, okay. boom, Eight Mile still book. Uh huh. You can only get this. You can only get this if you participate in our giveaways. Comment on Spotify if you're listening. Or sorry, if you listen on Spotify, follow us on Spotify for sure. If you're listening on Apple. Uh, leave us a comment on Apple. And if you're watching on YouTube, go over to Spotify or Apple and leave us a comment, doggone it. What, what, what Eminem yeah. said? You only have one shot. Only got one shot. Only got one shot for this 4K 25th an- uh, anniversary um, still book uh, with the digital download. It's 4K, uh, 4K Blu-ray, regular Blu-ray, and the digital download code. Mm. Unwrap, epic rap, the making of. You get the... You get the uncensored uh, Superman uh, Eminem music video on here, which is okay. uh, hilarious. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out Eight Mile. We, we, we gotta talk. We yeah. But I yeah. I I like I like the movie I when like I first it. saw it. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't I don't love it. Um, I think probably when I first first saw it, I liked it way more mm-hmm. uh, just because I like you know. I think the filmmaking is actually pretty good in it. Like the yeah. storytelling, it's actually a really good yeah. origin story. Just take the Eminem part out of it. It's actually yeah. a good character origin story yes. through and through um you know just some guy who obviously everybody in his life is like kind of effing him over his yeah. moms um his played best by friend. kim basinger kim basinger mm-hmm. right 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 his um his friends i mean anthony um mackie uh, mackie right right his papa doc right 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 ends up smashing all this girl you know what i mean in uh-huh. the studio uh-huh. so it's like it does a good job of showing you the adversity of like the young hip-hop thing also being an outsider in the in the hip hop game, that's the one part I just I never was really able to relate to, and mm. the fact that he's a white guy like rapping and he's yeah. like ah, I'm the outside. But they do a good job of showing like well, how. Well, I mean, if you, that if you too. think about it, this was this was. Remember, Vanilla Ice kind of fucked it up for all the white rappers. And Vanilla yeah. Ice has a film too, by the way, called Cool as Ice. I oh, yeah. unfortunately, I about that. <laughs> unfortunately, I lost my remote one day. I was I was home. <laughs> I lost my remote and Clues Ice was on HBO. That is one of the worst films I've ever seen. It is corny as hell. Drop the zero and get with the hero. Like, get the fuck out of here, nah. Vanilla Ice. So Vanilla Ice kind of fucked it up for white white boys for a little while as far as rap. So right. I understand, I, you know, Eminem being the outsider a bit because, you know, this is back when we were still gatekeeping. Yeah. You know, this is back when black folks still had the... You know, we was gatekeeping the culture, and you know, for him to break through was a big deal. And he, he was kind of an outsider because he had to come and prove himself. Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's an outsider also among you know white rappers too. Because at the yeah. time, you know, obviously there was like Beastie Boys on the radio, like yeah. you said, Vanilla Ice, much more of a cornier direction. He yeah. was, the, he was the only one, and they do a good job showing it in this movie. Yeah, of like him taking his actual experiences and and putting that into a rap, and also not. Not making not making himself try to sound black either. You know, mm-hmm, I've always mm-hmm. respected that about Eminem. I always respect yes. Yeah. Eminem, Eminem, like if you know early M, like my brother would, would speak more on it. He he knows early M. M is nice. Like, you know, he he lost me when he got a little bit to the Pop Talk charts. You know, yeah. when he, when he started doing the most. I'm he the rap me. god. I'm yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, rap god. It's like, yeah. nah, I'm good. No, thank you. But um, I was in high school when this came out. I remember that weekend when it came out. I didn't see it when it came out. I waited to rent it. Mm. And um, you know 
them freestyles, them battles, Mm-mm. that shit went like quadruple platinum in the hood because everybody got on LimeWire or Kazaa <laughs> and downloaded the audio from the film. Like, there was oh, really? people with that on their mixed CDs. Yeah, just the, just, the, just the the rap battles? Yeah, just the rap battles. I've heard those beats. Like, I've heard people, like, use those beats. Yeah, and and, and that's too. another thing. The right. beats, are, you know, it was, you know, I think Shook Ones and stuff like that is Mob Deep. Mm. I heard M had to get it cleared and, and, and put it in position where they're getting paid for off this film. Oh, word. Those rappers. I respect that. That's so shout, shout out to Eminem, right, man. You right. you making sure brothers got their pockets is lying, and, and mm-hmm. that's that's song placement in a film. That's a big deal, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. that's and, and and with a lot of the hip hop films that we talked about, one thing that they're known for is the soundtracks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's a lot of song placement in these films, oh, and sure. this scenes that this scenes where you hear certain songs, you can't help but think of a certain scene. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? In a film, Mary Jane to this day. I think about Smokey, you know, that montage right. with him and Craig. Yeah, you know, exactly, do, exactly. Do it, you know, yeah. he was doing the Michael Jackson, you know. I think about all of that because the music was so central to that's what that's why I consider a lot of those films hip hop films because the music was so you know, it sure it wasn't a musical, but that music placement, man, it was just like you can't miss it. Yeah. You know? Right. And I think, you know, I think that's why I think that's why this movie was one of the many reasons why this movie does so well. Mm-hmm. Even this original songs, uh, yeah. "Lose Yourself" obviously is the first rap song that to is ever a white win. boy anthem, dog. Right, right, right. I, my brother's <laughs> a DJ. My brother would be DJing, and it'd be in the middle of like a reggae set, and here come a white boy. Hey, you got lose yourself. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers is not playing lose yourself. I'm sorry, motherfuckers is not playing that. You're not playing that shit in the middle of a of a set, dog. Like, what's wrong with you? Go home, listen to that shit, dog. You know, but it was it, you know it was a hit record. It was a hit record. Mount Spaghetti, you know right? Mount Spaghetti, <laughs> man. First first rap song to win the Oscar, which still confuses. Oh, wait, me. it is. Yeah, yeah. First first rap song oh, ever to win the Oscar for best original song. Yeah. And funny you say that because. Mm. Three Six Mafia, hard out here for a pimp. Mm-hmm. Yo, I was watching the Oscars when that was being performed. It looked like hip hop on Broadway, but right. I could not believe what I was seeing. That was like a real watershed moment for the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, because they had the cars out there. They yeah. had the uh, they had the dancers, yeah, and then they real. win the Oscar. Right, right, right. right Queen Latifah, right. you know, Queen. That was just a beautiful moment for the culture. If you love film and hip hop the way I do, it was like, oh my god, like mm-hmm. it was like a marriage of both. There's like Queen Latifah. Latifah, who breaks through, we didn't even touch on Queen Latifah, but again, right. we could talk about her and in another episode. And actors, you yeah. know, she blew up. You know, like she, you said, set it off. Was yeah, definitely. I think yo, know, it's people like her and Will Smith. It's easy to forget that they were rappers. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you don't know, they're bigger stars than yeah. as as as, uh, as actors than they were rappers for yeah, sure. For sure, yeah. You know, Queen Latifah, you know, presented the award to them. You know, Juicy J, DJ Paul. That mm-hmm. was just wild to see, though. I never thought I would see them on that stage. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, and I think that's. Why, um, for me, I, I love that song. It's hard out here for like Taraji P. Henson singing that, singing mm-hmm. that app. It's just such a catchy song that yeah. I don't even think, like, it, the, I think there are other movies that were probably like more acclaimed and had like better things, but you can't deny the catchiness of that song. Yeah. Like, that was a radio hit outside yeah. of the movie. So, yeah. when you got to show love to it in the movie, and I think that was really, I mean, you know, obviously Eminem, that, but then we see that go into non, um, Rap move, rap centric movies like Black Panther. Uh, mm-hmm. You know Kendrick. Kind of, yeah, you're right, right with the all the stars, which I thought should have won that year too. Absolutely. Um, and this year too, again with Rihanna, not necessarily a rap song, but yeah. um, but you know that that should have won too. But man, um, I, I love seeing. I, 
I love uh, Hustle and Flow, man. I love uh, Terrence Howard, bro. I, like, I haven't seen that one yeah. in a while, but I did. I did. I remember my first job at a movie theater. We were showing that, and I went in on my day off to watch it. He was just that was a good. It was a good movie. I remember yeah. coming out the film like, oh, that was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Anthony know? Anderson, like, yes. they do. They do a really good job of like showing like the grime and, and grit of like just the creative process. Yeah, you know, just like everybody in this tight. Uh, small room, making these beats, sweating mm-hmm. like no small. And uh, Taraji P's literally pregnant, you mm-hmm. know, and she and she's trying to hold it down for everybody. And yeah, they get in the booth. To me, yeah, it's just such a such a fun transformative, not transformative, but such a fun story that like transitions from um, that. That's just not just not a, a normal kind of hip hop story mm-hmm. from the South. Like that's mm-hmm. one of the first Southern hip hop movies yes. I could think of off the top of my head. Yeah, um, because, I would throw ATL in that conversation. Oh, too. ATL too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Um, but yeah, Hustle and Flow, man. They just they just did that movie right. And she, you know, I've, I make this joke with my girlfriend. Like Taraji P Henson, she's such a good actress. You could almost think she's British. You know what I mean? Like you know, how, like there's a lot of uh, British yeah. British actors that yeah. be American. You just yeah. don't know. Like I feel like Taraji P is like the one American actress. I'm like, yeah, you, you could be British. You know, like <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's she's good in anything she do. You know, she Baby Boys will put her on the map. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? hell yeah. yeah That's yeah, a yeah. movie we'll have a conversation about another time because. Yeah. I got a lot of thoughts about that film, but that one is also in green. You know, you know, it, it's hard to deny the films of John Singleton when talking about hip hop. Mm, mm. You know, Boys in the Hood, you got Ice Cube. You know what mm. I'm saying? Poetic Justice, Q-Tip, Tupac. You know, mm. shit, Higher Learning, Ice Cube. It, everything is just so. They, it's like he had his. I mean, you know, he's black. Of course, he had his ears to the streets, but it was just so like rich. Like the the culture is so rich in these films. Even even in Baby Boy, mm-hmm. for one, the soundtrack to Baby Boy is like next level. Um, just like the, all the what all the L.A. hip hop they had in that. Um, and then the uh, glorification of Pac. You know what I mean? Because obviously yeah. John Singleton was close friends with with Pac. And I heard he was um, supposed to be the lead in Baby Boy. He was. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then obviously. Um, Terrence, uh, uh, not Terrence. Uh, Tyrese. Tyrese. Tyrese ends up being that. So the like, only R and B artist was that's suffering from CTE. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrese, there's something wrong with that brother, man. <laughs> yeah, we well, yeah, did too many Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Saw too many explosions. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I guess that puts us into like the mid, like late two thousands, right? Like, yeah, or... you know, and well, I kind of wanted to touch on like the, the three strikes and stuff like that. Like that's that's mm-hmm. West Coast. Like Master P comes into the scene. And does a lot of these, you know, low budget, straight to DVD. I haven't seen that. So you haven't seen? I got the hookup. Nah, nah, nah. Maybe it's nah. A, maybe it's good that you didn't see it because nah. these, these films aren't great. These films are not great. They have moments, you know. Three strikes. It has moments, you I know. Either, I wouldn't yeah. call it a classic. And I think we kind of lose we lose hip hop and film, you know, being prevalent in film for a while until maybe. Straight out of Compton. Well, I mean, you can't we can't skip over Notorious, bro. I mean, come on, man. <sighs> all right. I, you know, I really try to forget about Notorious <laughs> and All Eyes on Me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, nah, we ain't got to talk about All Eyes on Me. But mm-hmm. I actually haven't seen All Eyes on Me. Oh, you haven't? I haven't seen it. But, so uh, <laughs> you have to, you have to okay. give it a little down on that one. I was going to say, if we're going to talk about Notorious, we got to talk about All Eyes on Me. But uh, Notorious, man, I went to go see that. was 2009. I went to yeah. go see that when it came out. I remember it was an event for me. You know, Brooklyn, ah, you know, we got me and my mans. We got fly. We had the Jordan, black and red Jordan. We was fly. We, <laughs> I went to go see Notorious. And we was like, yeah, we going to go to the movie. We're going to bag girls. We're going to enjoy this film. Like, <laughs> That's the kind of energy that was. Yeah, that was the energy I was on, you know. Right. And I remember I bought my ticket early. Like, it was a big deal. And I know in New York, they was really promoting the hell out of it, you know, uh, Notorious was 
I mean, <laughs> shout out to George Tillman Jr. He's the director of Soul Food, and yeah. I forget what other film he did, but he uh, uh, Men of Honor with Cuba Gooden Jr. Right, The Hate I Give. Uh, oh yeah, just came out. that's yeah. that's true. He did make yeah. that, and he directed Notorious, and uh, it was it, you know, and and I guess you could say the same about Straight Outta Compton. It was very much a VH1 behind the music take on Biggie's life. You know, it was definitely cliff noted like a motherfucker. Right, right. Granted, grave. Yeah. yeah, like granted, I'm, I don't need, I don't need an epic three hour thing mm-hmm. with every detail of Biggie's life. But you know, I think it did something that a lot of music biopics I've seen don't do. You know, if I can compare it to anything like Whitney Houston's film, like right. that film, literally, it had a great start and then it just became this song, that song, this song, mm-hmm. that song, this song. Whereas this film didn't do that, it tried to kind of tell a little bit more of a story, but mm-hmm. it was it was done so in such a breeze. It was just like I don't know. It was very and that's another film that was very glossy. It was just too glossy for me. It's one of the words I could use to describe it. Just very glossy, and I didn't really get the street shit. Like Brooklyn was real around that time. I just didn't really feel that energy in that film. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the that's the downside of doing the cradle to grave uh, mm-hmm. kind of stories is. Uh, they kind of end up skipping up over a lot of stuff. I feel like the first 20... It's so funny because like this film is almost like four films inside of one. Mm. Like The first 20 minutes are young Biggie, uh, who's played by Biggie's real-life son. Yes. Um, and, um, and obviously him doing that, but also is going into the prison stuff. And he ends up getting arrested in, in, in jail. And Bob, they tell this... Like pretty much from age one to like seventeen mm-hmm. or eighteen mm-hmm. in like twenty minutes, and that in and of itself could have been an entire film. Like yeah. there was again, it was the whole montage of like slinging and rock and all that. Yeah. That could have been a film. Um, him writing the rhymes as a kid and seeing uh, the other kids with the Jordans and the, mm-hmm. and the chains. You know mm-hmm. that that was that was good. But again, it's it all it's all presented in montage. Him getting arrested and getting out of jail is presented in the montage. Mm-hmm. So it almost kind of makes you feel like, yo, this movie could have started like 25 <laughs> minutes in and probably would have been the exact same. You yeah. Know? Um, but I like for me, I think I was just like I saw it at the exact right age for for me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I'm fully on board with it mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, I mean it is definitely uh, it is definitely trying to tell a lot and it goes a lot. I don't know. For me, I guess I like the parts in the beginning with with the kid because like it's just positive fat representation. You know what I mean? Like you'd be fat, black, and ugly and still get girls. You know what I mean? That's that. That's what that movie was telling me as a little kid. Um, but that for and um, actually like I like the performances too. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, Jamal Wallace Jr. I believe his name is. Um, or Jamal, Jamal Woodard, or Woodard, Jamal Woodard, something, okay, something like that. I might be mispronouncing that. Yeah, uh, Gravy. He's known in the streets as Gravy. That was his rap name, Gravy. Gravy. Oh, so he's yeah. an actual rapper. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's okay. A real rapper. The flow was nice. The flow yeah. was nice. I so for me, I I'm not. Um, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't on. I wasn't on the East Coast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wasn't really sure how the streets. This is more of an outside perspective. Again, I think that's the reason I also like the. the uh, that Wu Tang show on Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, which is also a great hip hop show, by the way. Like, I still terms happen to that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, it's a great hip hop show. Just showing them, you know, do make the music mm-hmm. and just become a group. And mm-hmm. like the first season is like um, all in the hood. Second season is like first half of them. The first half of the second season is them like coming together like Avengers style. Right. Um, and then the second half of the season is them just being super successful. So it's just dope. It's just it's just really dope. Uh, but yeah, but. I'm saying all that for Notorious though, um, because it, it also shows a little bit of that too, right? Like mm. the him cutting, like that was my favorite part of the movie. That's the only time it didn't feel like super, super rushed mm-hmm. when they're in the studio and recording a bunch of their songs together. Yeah. Um, and you could kind of hear Biggie's like flow a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, this this movie definitely made me a Biggie 
Biggie Smalls fan that's, as a little that's kid. That's dope. I, I, Michelle, I, right. You know, despite how I feel about the film, I don't think it's a bad film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just okay. It's just yeah. like, you know. It's okay. Yeah. It does what it's supposed to do. It's literally, again, it's like an after school. It's like how I feel about uh, uh, Jackie Robinson, 42. Mm-hmm. It's like an after school special. It's like, you want a, a quick history lesson? Here. You know, it's a nice, glossy, little cute little thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So if it did that for you, that's amazing because yeah. that's probably what they wanted to do. I mean, yeah, yeah, to appeal to the kids exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, to me, it, it well, it's a rated off film, so they, well, they're not, not trying to appeal to the kids yeah, per you're right, se, right. but the kids are going to see it. So. Right, exactly, and that's why, yeah, for me, I've always said like, even though I love West Coast rap, like if I was to be a rapper, I would probably try and rip off Biggie's flows the most because mm-hmm. like I love. His flow, like all the way through. One of the greatest, um, man. One yeah, definitely greatest. one of the ghosts, man. And little Kim in this movie, who I forget who little the actress. Victoria Houghton. Yeah, 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 from yeah. Three LW. Yeah, she's actually, uh, I actually like her in this movie a yeah. lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that whole story, the Faith, the Faith Evans storyline. The scene when um he fi- when he listens to the song, uh, the Tupac song in the car, and you just see like that quiet look on his face, yeah. just like, and then his homie hands him the magazine with him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, whenever yo. I always make fun of biopics when they do shit like that. Like, you know damn well this is not that's not how it played out. But they do it so conveniently right. to get you, the audience, invested. It's like it's like when they like, you know, let's say I'm just gonna make up some shit. Mm. It's like Kendrick is in the studio and it's like let's say it's a Kendrick biopic and he's listening to the song. And then, you know, you know, he's looking at a TV, he sees Black Lives Matter stuff happening, and then somebody goes, Kendrick, uh, we gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> the needle drop, boom, the song starts. I hate when biopics do that shit, dog. Yo, and you, that's a lot of straight out of Compton, bro. That's like all of straight out of Compton. Yeah, <laughs> which this is a perfect segue. We're gonna, we're not even gonna talk about all eyes on me. That shit. Listen, right. you can listen. There's a lot of places you can go and hear about that. I don't got time to be joking about that film. I could go right. on and on and on. But we do get a very funny uh, Tupac portrayal in Demetrius Ship. No, 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 in Notorious. Oh, oh, Anthony Matthews. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Hey, yo, I'm Tupac. Hey, yo, check it out, motherfucker. I'm Tupac. (laughs) I'm like, nah, you came from a middle-class household. Yeah, he was just all hyping. Yeah, motherfucker, I'm Tupac. Like, nah, dog. But um, Straight Outta Compton. Mm. Now, I I had gotten an early screening for Straight Outta Compton. Mm. I attended an early screening for that. And... I really liked it. Now, it, it's funny because it, it might just it might end up being like how he felt about Notorious, how I felt. It might be the same way. It might be vice versa now for Straight Outta Compton. I really liked the film because again, I knew about the VH1 behind the story take on NWA's rise and fall. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I just felt like you know F. Gary Gray at the helm, and you know the people that was put in place, especially Ice Cube's son. Yeah. I love Ice Cube. Like, he's, like, a top five MC to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, that scene where they're, like, in the roller skate or something, the skating rink or something like that, mm-hmm. and he performs for the first time, that was like watching the or like a Batman. It's like it's like when you see Batman first put on the suit. Right. Like, I had right. goosebumps because I was like, yo, like, he sound like his dad. He looked like his dad. A little light-skinned, but mm-hmm. he looked like his dad. He sound like him. Right. And the flow, that was so dope. And then, and then the film, like, as it played out again... It's very much a cliff-noted version of the story. Right. I'm actually still learning about NWA. I'm listening to podcasts and stuff like that. I'm still learning about what really happened. You know, shout out to Corey Hawkins. Is that his name? Yes. Dr. He's Dre. a yeah. very nice young man, but Dre was a piece of shit yeah, he was, in real yeah. life. Oh, yeah. You know, alcoholic. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. D Barnes. And you like Google D Barnes and Dr. Dre. She follows me on Twitter, by the way. Oh, shout out to D yeah, Barnes. Shout yeah. out to you, sister. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a very, you know, I felt that ever since I found out about her story and I'm seeing Dre get all these accolades, it's like, damn, I feel bad for her. It's like imagine having to relive that's trauma you gotta relive, you know. Again, Google her. You you'll see what happened. I don't want to really get into that. Yeah, but, I, I heard. I heard allegedly they um, they also filmed a scene uh, what portraying ooh. that situation, but they just cut it out the film. Um, so it's like, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually did. They were going to address it in some way, but they just didn't. I guess. I obviously I'm. I you know, Doctor J was like, nah, cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. Like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, man. But right. um, everything. Yeah, who else was in this? Uh, Aldis Hodge plays one of the mm-hmm. one of the NWA members. Was, uh, uh, Jason Mitchell as Easy. Yes. Oh, yeah. how could I forget? He yeah. was so he was really good in this film, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, going back to the like the moments that they have in the film like that, like I'm thinking one scene that I always laugh at, and 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 <laughs> it's me because I love Cube so much, and I love America's Wolves One, and I love Chuck D, I love everything Cube was doing in that moment. That was like a perfect debut album. But I think about the scene where they, uh, you know, the the N word you love to hate, mm-hmm. and they in the, you know, he's in the booth rapping it, mm-hmm. and you see Chuck D in the control, you see Chuck D in the control yeah. booth, you see some Nation of Islam brother, then you see Farrakhan <laughs> on the TV. It was just such a, it, you know, I wouldn't mind it if it was done. Okay, you seen Rocket Man, right? Yes. You see yeah. how Rocket Man told Elton John's story, but it was a very fantastical, exaggerative yeah. way. But the music. I wouldn't mind it if it was like that. And mm. I think we need to do that with hip-hop films, man. Right, I think right. I didn't need to get to a point where you're telling stories where you could do shit like that and it doesn't come up as corny because mm. you're really kind of being extra with it. Right, right, right. And that's what, you know, I, the, the movie, I think the movie did, uh, you know, it did it did, it did, did really good at trying to keep it mm. real. Um, sorry. Man, but also, like, dramatizing um, a lot of stuff. I mean, it dramatized so much, man. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Like, when you, like, watch uh, podcasts or interviews... Like I watched that Defiance one on HBO, mm, uh, mm-hmm. and they uh, uh, which also came out like around the same time or like around the Blu-ray release of of Shrek Compton. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they they straight up say like, yo, the, the reason why we uh, made Shrek Compton was not like how it was in the movie. Like mm-hmm. we didn't get pulled up by Torrance PD and like mm-hmm. all that. Nah, they were shooting paint guns outside of people's mm-hmm. cars <laughs> and uh, and doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with um, I mean, there's mass scenes. I mean, obviously, it's it's that corny little thing where he's like. Type in the script to Friday, like right oh, yeah, away. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's all that. I ain't gonna lie though. I I I I'm I'm a goof. I like that like corny stuff. You know what I mean? Like I like when they have those little those little funny moments. Shrek Compton is actually on my great wall of movies up there. Um, I I really love that film through and through. It was one of the better films I think that came out that year, 2015. Yeah, I um, I remember you know at one point you know they was talking Oscar talk. Yeah, and it and it was nominated for best original screenplay. Um, oh, that's right. Right, I right. forgot. But that's but that's the downside of it, right? Like the the this black this black ass movie. The only thing that gets nominated for is the two Jewish writers that wrote it. Uh, like, uh, oh, bro, come on. Uh, <laughs> right, right. But uh, I would talk, but you ain't going Kanye me right now. Right, right. <laughs> you know. But I mean, yeah. But but they. It does from the opening scene, man. And I, I'm saying this, um, you know, I grew up in Compton. Um, they they do a really good job of portraying the city, the houses. Like they shot a lot in like Compton, South LA, mm-hmm. so you really get that vibe. Um, that opening scene when Easy E uh, is getting his his, his mug uh, knocked down by the batter ram, mm-hmm. bro. That that is one of the 
hardest um, movie scenes, opening scenes just ever. You know mm. what I mean? Just how he's like running and, you know, according to my mom, like that was real. They used to really be doing that to people's houses, people's mm. properties, just throwing a bat around, man, knocking mm. down entire walls, you know, people getting arrested. So yeah. Again, crack arrow, crack arrow stuff. Yeah, peak, peak crack arrow. Yeah. Mm. So um, yeah, all that stuff they were rapping about in the 90s was like real, real. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, Ice-T uh, uh, had a song about, you know, police. Six in the morning. Six in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. That's what, that's, you know, people don't realize that's what the movie was portraying. It's all yeah. of that yeah. and, and, and reality. So it was good, man. I really liked that movie. Um, again, like you said, it does gloss over a lot. Um, you know, not only with Dr. Dre. Um, they had some other, I had some other issues. With I, I heard, I, I know there's people that talk about, they always reference the scene when Easy es driving and he sees the chronic billboard and he's kind of oh, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, kind of that's, smiling. Yeah, yeah, that's a little cheesy. Yeah. Um, but you know the the I mean the whole thing with with Easy, which so funny. You know, Cube's alive, he gets his image perfect. Doctor Dre's alive, he gets his image perfect. Oh, he got sanitized. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super sanitized. Easy E will be rolling over in his grave. You saw that scene where they're like cruising down the street in my chicks. <laughs> like, bro, that's too disrespectful. I know he wasn't that bad, but uh, yeah, they. they it was it was a fun movie though, man. I gotta. Um, I mean, they do say Easy wasn't no rapper. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it was that bad. Yeah. Like that was looking <laughs> crazy. That yeah. was crazy. Um, but man, it, uh, all the stuff that they show in the beginning too, with the worldwide wrecking, wrecking crew, um, mm-hmm. the corny outfits that Doctor Dre was wearing at the mm-hmm. beginning as mm-hmm. he was DJing, like all of that's very real too. Like my mom has photos of like them, no like yeah, or I, I'm not, not be my mom, somebody in my family, like I. Like, there's old photos of, like, Dre and them, like, looking like that. Like, I'm like, bro, like, this is, uh, yeah, this is, it's so real, bro. It's, it's one of the realest, um, biopics, but also, again, like I said, it's, they stage them up. They stage yeah. a lot of stuff up, but they get the location right. They get the music right. Um, and, and, Lakeith Stanfield, sorry, my bad. Lakeith Stanfield's oh, doc, right. uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, that's yeah, right. Yeah, right. It was spot on casting. So they get the casting right. Everything was just dope. And, and, you know. Folks, you know, with these biopics and stuff like that, you got to remember, it's entertainment at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, the whole thing is like, and this is why I loved, you know, this is not a hip-hop film, but what I love what Spike did with, with Malcolm X is, yo, if you stick around for the ending credits, he gives you a big picture of the autobiography. He tells you, go read the book, mm-hmm. the autobiography of Malcolm X. Like, he, he pushed that. I heard at the time with the Spike Strange shop, he had a big thing uh, with selling the book. Like, mm-hmm. he was really forcing people to buy the book. Like, don't go buy just the film. You know, the right. film, the film is cliff noted. It's really mm-hmm. just a, it's a taste. You know, you're getting a little mm-hmm. sample size of this person. You know, I've seen people just down films like, oh, it don't got this in it. Where's this? Where's that? Yo, you can't make a four-hour, five-hour film about everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, right. what was Straight Outta with Two hours? Like, you know, yeah. you can't like go two, on. Like, 2.20. I think the extended cut's like 2.30. So it's already a long movie. Yeah, and I yeah. remember people at the time on Twitter was like, yo, showing easy found, you know, Bone Thugs. It's like, why do they need to be in the right, film? That's too like, much. yeah, too people, much. yeah, people are talking about being disappointed that Eminem didn't show up. I'm like, yo, that's yeah. way past the yeah. NWA era. Like, that's not even close. And even Easy's, you know, no disrespect, Easy's kids, they was just very nitpicky. And it's like, yo, unfortunately, again, it's your dad. I get it, but you can't put every little detail in the film, man. right? And I think you know, Easy son, it was a little tight. He wanted to play Easy, oh, in, right. the, in the film, um, but they didn't make, let that happen. But shout out O'Shea Jackson Jr., man. Yes. He isn't. He's in another film called Ingrid Goes West that um, hmm. it's just like literally, I, I always say like, that's my character, like in the movie, like, because okay. he's wearing a Laker jersey. He's like, he's a super Batman fan. Like he's a oh, geek, word. but he's like, you know, it's just, he's hitting pins. Like, it's just so, it's literally like everything you can see in me 
as a as a character oh. in that movie. So yeah, his his I'm resume sure. blew up after Man. Compton. Was he an actor before? Like, was he trying to act before that? That film? was his first role. That was his first role. But was he trying to act before that? Uh, oh, that's a good that's a good question. Well, apparently, hmm. Ice Cube said that he was taking acting classes. I don't okay. know if it was in preparation for okay. this role. I don't know if you know Cube kind of gave him the heads up, like, "Yo, we about to do this movie. Like, okay. start getting ready." Okay. Um, but whatever he did, he got ready, and he's getting other stuff too. Like, he's um. He's 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 in this uh, TV show on uh, Apple TV called Swagger. Okay. Um, that's really good. It's like a uh, based on Kevin Durant's life. He's in a, mm. a couple other things that are. I know he was in. Uh, he was in not Mandalorian. Uh, it was another Star Wars show. A book of Boba Fett, maybe or something. Boba Fett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you know you made it when you cashed the Disney checks, bro. Right, not for real. So nah, you know, so he made it. He's 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 up there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Cocaine Bear. I, I Cocaine, you know that's right, I forgot he was in that. I I was very whatever on Cocaine Bear when I saw trailers and stuff, but I watched it. It was actually a very fun. Oh, movie. Peacock. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Illegally. Oh, okay. Awesome. But, but government, I saw it. government ain't listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I did see it. Um, yeah. it was it was it was actually pretty fun. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it yeah. I know we <laughs> we're talking about how I, I just don't it, like, again. Oh. I just didn't like you know, and it got quiet since, mm. which is like, what the fuck? Y'all should be doing that now, if anything. Mm. But I just didn't like how they was trying to make it the cult classic, you know, mm. before it came out. Like mm. yo, like just let it let it be, let it happen. You know, right, what I'm saying? right. But let that people movie. naturally. Yeah, you know let it happen. You know. Yeah, nah, man, but man, that I like Cocaine Bear too. I like that movie. It was yeah, right. it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Um, but man, Shre- yeah, Shreya Compton. One, there's uh, one other scene I wanted to bring up, and I, it literally slipped my mind. Oh, that's another Tupac. We get another Tupac reference um, in this film as well. Uh, the guy in the booth rapping, not yeah. reference, but we actually see Tupac. Yeah, and I forget right. that actor's name, but it's not the same guy from uh, All Eyes on Me. Okay, um, but what, what has he done, Demetrius Ship? Uh, I don't know. That's one of them star killing movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and this is and this is you know I get, you know I I don't know you know Ice Cube son that worked for him, mm-hmm. Easy son was upset he couldn't play his father. You can't just you know you can't get by again. Ice Cube son, Biggie, Biggie son and, and Notorious. Notorious, yeah. yeah. You can't always get by just looking like people. Right, no. You no. know what I'm saying? I feel like Demetrius Ship and a lot of people... Remember, they did an open casting call for Tupac that all eyes on me. Yeah. And uh, he looked like Tupac in them pictures. And I ain't going to hold you. You got the same facial structure and everything. But, I mean, you look too much like him. Like, mm. now you're going to look like Tupac in everything you do? Right, right, You know right, what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's distracting. Right, You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So it's just... Right. You need more. Look, Ma- look. Denzel didn't look like Malcolm X. Kill mm-hmm. that shit. You would think that was Malcolm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So not everybody got to look like somebody. It, you know, I think in, in his situation, it definitely hurt his career. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it, because you only look like Tupac. Unless you're making like remakes of Tupac movies. And like, please, you probably don't want. Calmatic. <laughs> I hope you're not listening. To this. We don't need any more. T- you don't need right. no more remakes. No. More. No. No. Please stay away from poetic justice. Stay away from. Po- yeah, oh yeah. Nah. I, I will find you wherever you got. <laughs> um, we don't need gridlocked nah. remake. We don't need gang related remake. What other movies Tupac saying? I think that was it. Damn. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. We don't need any more. No. No remakes. Please, Calmatic. We're good. We're Leave good. it alone. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but uh, you know, uh, also sh- shout out to Shaq Compton too. Uh, back back to that real quick. There's also the one the one brother who uh, lost his life while making the, the movie. Oh yeah, I forget his name off the top of my head. Um, but Suge is, Knight, is that what put Suge in jail? That is what put Ooh. Suge Knight in jail. Right on um at at Tam's Burgers right here in Compton, California. And uh, I just that that one that just passed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Across yeah. from Louisiana. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, it, it, uh. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's on Compton Boulevard and Alondra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yo, I just passed it. I didn't yeah. Yo, right, LA is fascinating, man. Like right. it's like I didn't know. I don't know how much I'll be driving past shit all the time, and it's like you know I go back and I'll mm. read up on it, and mm. things is happening around. Like LA is fascinating. I'm just right. It's like that. every corner this time. Yeah, yeah <laughs> man. Oh wow! Yeah. I just drove past it. Wow. Yeah, nah, that mug. Yeah, Shug, Shug just got angry, <laughs> ran homie over in the car. I'm like, dang, bro. Um, but yeah, that's how that goes. Uh, shout out to the soundtrack of that movie too. I very specifically remember watching. That movie, because that was right before I was going off to college um, for the first my first year at CSUN, Cal State Northridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like leaving Compton for the first time. And this was the last film that I saw in theaters, like with my mom before I left for, for college. Okay. So it was like, it was kind of like that nice little send away. Oh, nice. Um, also, too, the Dr. Dre album that was attached to this album, oh, attached right. to this film. Um, just called Compton. Mm-hmm. Um, Low-key, very underrated. Not a lot of people heard it when it came out. And um, yeah, I get it. It's not a lot of Dr. Dre rapping. It's not like a lot of the classic Dr. Dre isms that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. But there's some hard knocking beats on there. Mm-hmm. A lot of good Kendrick verses on there. Mm. Uh, some good um, Ice Cube verses on there. I, I think Anderson um, Pack is on there. Anderson Pack has a few. Yeah, that's a few few songs on there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's a good. If you haven't heard Compton the album, it's a good album. Yeah. There you go, Compton the album. Yeah, man. Yo, hip hop, man. It's it's so crazy. As we're talking, I'm just like. There's a lot of hip hop films out there, hip hop yeah. adjacent films. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's just a shame that today we don't have any of that. Yeah, I'm trying. I can't even think. Again, it's mostly on TV. Like I could think of the Get Down. Oh, um, the Get Down. Yeah, yeah which is canceled too soon on Netflix. Yeah. Um. Again, I shout out Wu Tang three seasons on Hulu. Great, great hip hop show. Mm-hmm. Um, Empire, which lost his way after the first season. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I tried to tap in, and I realized it wasn't for me, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's network TV. It's yeah, network it TV. The first season is good, but after that, it loses way. Um. And it has. Oh, I mean, shout out Power too. I guess it's technically hip hop. Hip hop adjacent. Yeah. Uh, Snowfall. Right, snow, snow, yeah, yeah, snowfall, yeah. definitely, snowfall, definitely, snowfall, definitely. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess it's living on TV, but I would like to see. But the thing is, how can you document hip hop today? Like, mm. what's going on today that it has to be documented? Like, like you look at the house parties, the juice, and stuff like that. That is like a time capsule. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? You could mm. really like, you know, and, and talking to George earlier, like he's describing things. It was authentic to him. You mm. know what I'm saying? So it's like. What are they doing now that you can really document through film? Right, right. Without basically showing a bunch of guns and old you know, pills. Right, pills. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, I know they did. Uh, they did one documentary on on um, Hulu. I know people are gonna kill me for saying this. They did a documentary on uh, XXX Tentacion. Okay, um, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a uh, um, what's his name got a doc too six nine, but ain't nobody. Well, I ain't watching that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching that. This triple X one was all right. I actually got an early screener for that. Um, mm. I, I actually did like his music a little bit before he passed. I know he's a piece of piece of work too. You know, mm-hmm. he's a piece of shit. But mm-hmm. I just the music was all right. But th- that that was only recent documentary I could really think of. Like yeah. in terms of like uh, a rapper centric doc. Um, of course, they have the 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 art of rap that was came out mm. in like 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, some more docs, but man, just yeah, we want a movie. I want yeah, a movie. I would like to see yeah. something. And what, 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 kids, man, if y'all tapped in, what the hell y'all doing today, man? Besides right. just smoking weed and taking pills, man. Right. What the hell are y'all doing today? Y'all don't be in clubs no more. Like you All know, right. what is this? What is going on? Is there is there any young people out there trying to make a film? That's very, you know, rooted in hip hop about today's culture. Like, mm. or is hip hop so pop now that it's just like blase? It's whatever, yeah. You know, like, right. 
You know, and then I remember the the success of Straight Outta Compton. There was a lot of talks of biopics for this person, that mm-hmm. person, these groups. You know, I wonder if we're gonna see more of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, they were getting kind of crazy at one point. Like they, I think they were even talking about doing a Faith, a Faith Evans biopic, oh, no. which oh, is like, yeah, so funny. For what? Like, like for what? I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> she's good. She's a good yeah. Senior, we I'm love like, Faith yo, Evans, like, but why? Right, right, like, right. You know? Uh, they're kind of getting ridiculous. I know Michelle um, Dr. Dre's mm-hmm. former, you know, girlfriend. She had one that was on Lifetime. Yeah, yeah, Michelle she did. A. She sure did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, shout out Roxanne. Roxanne. Um. Oh, that's yes. on Netflix. Roxanne Shantae. Um, yeah. One of the another another you know the godmother. One of them, them early ones in hip hop. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, man, I would I would love to see a little Kim movie. I also also would actually like to see them. Uh. Oh, sorry. Another rap show, rap shit on um or rap. Yeah, uh, I haven't on, watched that. That's Ray. That one is good, and it is very rap centric. Like it's about two rappers, two rap, two rap. In Miami, right? In Miami, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, maybe that's the direction. More female rappers. I'm hoping Kendrick. I know Kendrick was developing something with the South Park guys. Oh um, yeah, that sounded know, trippy. Yeah, I don't know if it's a comedy. I think it's a comedy. That sounded trippy. Do you know what the movie's about? No, nah, I don't. I don't. Nah. Hold up. Nah, nah. Wait, wait up, y'all. I'm, I'm gonna read because it, it, it's 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 trippy. Is that? Oh. But is it about a rap? I thought it was about rappers. I don't, I don't, I don't know, think I it's tripping. about rap. Let yeah, me let me tripping. let me let me pull it up because. <laughs> well, if that's the new frontier of hip hop, though. Just Kendrick Lamar and uh and the South Park South guys. Park creators. Right. That is freaking crazy. <laughs> but okay, it's they the. the <laughs> The film will depict the past and present coming to a head when a young black man who is interning as a slave reenactor at a living history museum discovers that his white girlfriend's ancestors once owned his. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. That joke. Oh, shoot. Only Kendrick, man. Seriously. Kendrick. And, then, and then with the South Park creators, God knows how that's going to turn out. Uh, but but you know what? It takes me back to Get Out. The first time I heard the premise for Get Out. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, a horror about that. And I was like, hey, they might have something right, here. They might be cooking. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, right. yo, if you're black, you go into a white space. It is a horror. <laughs> Lowest key. Like, oh, you know, no, you are definitely. literally. It's a damn sci-fi and a horror. Being in a, in a, in a homogeneously white space and you being mm. black so you know it, it it sounds crazy but it might have potential right nah nah I'm, I, I definitely gotta see that one. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. One. I would you know I would love to see you know speaking of hip hop and film I would love to see a musical like film with Kendrick's music yeah yeah I would love to see that that would be fire that would you know, be fire you know Tyler the Creator as well is another one that makes beautiful he's a good music. lyricist now yeah. people talk about him as a lyricist but man he's a he's a great rapper and yeah and, and just his music he's a great he makes great music like right. he's he's one of the few him and Kendrick are a couple of few art legit artists like and videos too yes his videos yes. Uh, Tyler's yes. videos and Kendrick videos yes. are hyper cinematic yeah so yeah I, I would that. love to see that love to see that but you know, do we have it? Is it after Straight Outta Compton? Do we have any more? I, I was been racking my brain this whole time. Yeah, like, even between Notorious and Straight Outta Compton, I'm still like having a hard time. Like, you know, get rich or die trying comes at right. Some point. Well, that was like 05, though, right? Yeah, shout out my man Bill Duke. He's in that. Oh film. yes, yeah, Bill yeah. Duke is in that. That one was all right. I remember. I, I remember the hype for that one, and you know, I went to go see it, and it was just kind of like, oh, yeah. okay. They gave Fifty a whole video game, like yeah, at that yeah time. Blood in the yeah, Sand right. or Bulletproof. Was, I think those two separate games. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I remember. I, Bulletproof. I, I remember uh, when I was working in the movie theater again. We were showing Get Rich or Die Trying. We got a promo. I, uh, the the manager got a promo with Get Rich or Die Trying stuff and the video game. And my brother was a huge Fifty Cent fan, and I gave him the video game. And I'll never forget the day I came home from from somewhere, and he was literally 
using the video game as a coaster. <laughs> so, that, that is my that's my very quick fifty cent bulletproof review. <laughs> so yeah, you know, but that was when fifty was starting to dry up. It was like, yeah. all right, man, you know, enough white. He got the white people mouth salivating, talking, oh, he gets she gets shot. shot. Right. Ooh, gangster! I can <laughs> I want to be like that. You know, he drops a little the G in the tank tops. Right. Ooh, I look like I look like a thug now. <laughs> you know, you got the G Just in the some white beaters, basically. <laughs> yeah, G in the Reebok sneakers. Ooh, I'm dressed like a homeboy. <laughs> You know, the the yes, you know, he, he did all of that and then it got dried up. So now yeah. he's in Europe doing the Get Rich or Die trying tour for them white people because that's, <laughs> that's the only people that care that, about nah, him. Do, he ain't doing no tour in America, not these days. No, no, he, he will. He, I think eventually he's coming to America, but it's like he ain't doing like, he ain't doing the SoFi Stadium. Right, shit. right. He ain't that, he ain't that popping. Maybe in Europe, but not over here. Right, right, you right. Know, yeah, he's looking kind of, he's looking kind of heavy at that Super Bowl, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, upside down. I thought, about, I thought yeah. he was going to pass out, man. Yeah, like, yeah. blood rushing to his yeah. head. Like, yeah. You're too big to be hung upside down yeah. like that, bro. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically us touching on hip hop and, and film culture. You mm. know, if you want to tap into the comments, you know, I've been I've been reading the comments. The comments is kind of interesting. Yeah, you know, I'll be reading the comments sometimes. So it's like if you want to tap into the comments, if you feel like we missed anything. Or you want to sound off about your favorite hip-hop film, just hit the comments, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But while you're hitting the comments, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, yeah. Apple. If you want a chance at this 8-mile 4K Blu-ray steel book, 20th anniversary limited edition. Like the last role of Britney Murphy, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yo, R.I.P. Britney Murphy, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's her last role, but yeah, this is one of those ones for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Definitely yeah. a bigger, definitely. Yeah, bigger. you know, you, you don't got 4K Blu-ray player, that's okay. They got the Blu-ray in there. They got the yeah. digital code. Yeah. So you can get 4K resolution with the digital code, you know laptop. what I'm saying? Yeah. If you got the if you got the PS5, that mm. is a 4K player. You got the Xbox, what? Xbox, uh, what? One? They, one? Think, yeah, oh, one, like, three. Uh, yeah, it's not 360. <laughs> Oh, it's a Series X, whatever. That shit, they got a 4K player. So remember, follow us, comment, you know, subscribe, you know, give us, if you like the show, five star rating, all of that. Yeah. If you want a chance at this Blu ray, uh, 4K Blu ray of 8 Mile. Um, I am Mr. Marin. Uh, I'm Director RB3. And we will see you when we see you. Make sure you follow us at Mr. Marin Knows. At M R M A R I N K N O W S. Also follow Real Talk Film Society on Instagram. We are also on Twitter. I gotta get back on it. I'm I'm paying. Elon Musk got me paying for that blue that blue check. So I gotta get back <laughs> gotta on get it. Using it right. Yeah. So it's Real Film Talk S O C. Again, I'm Mr. Marin. This is R B three. We are out. Coming soon to a theater near you.